car chases, skateboarding, explosions, tits, sex, and kung fu. Just like all the great malls of the 80s, this movie has everything. We watched Phantom of the Mall. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies, movies so bad they're scary. I am your host, Lord Marshall Hampton. With me today is a very special guest. Aaron's still out. I don't know why I keep saying that, but he is. Uh, today, I'm joined by the very special, the first lady of Horrible Horror. Oh, my God. Sarah Samples is back in the studio. Oh, hello. There we go. Hello, everyone out there. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. No, this British. is not that show. Yes, She's this is not British. that show. Sorry. <laughs> Any chance I get to like give my British accent, like you really know me, Marshall. Hey, Thank you so much. Man, I'm getting a theme song and everything now. Yeah, it's yeah. It's really official. Yours is the, was the easiest one to do. Like, oh, what, I, what do I need for? Oh, first lady. No, that was the Royal easiest one to tea. get it out. Royal tea. Yeah. Um, hail to the chief. Chiefest? Chiefest. Chief Chiefest, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, Sarah Samples <laughs> is back, and I'm so excited because we have got such a great, wacky, wonderful movie for you today. <laughs> but before we get into the movie, I do want to shout out just one more time. Uh, guys, if you're out there and you want to help support the show, you can check us out on Patreon. Or you can also go to our new merch page uh, at HorribleHorrorPodcast.com and then go over to our merchandise store where you can get all sorts of new Horrible Horror t-shirts and pint glasses and sh uh, all sorts of stuff sweatshirts hoodies uh, lots of stuff there uh, that helps out the show a lot and yeah, go we, check that out you guys really stocked it up like we went and like yeah. it's really looking good yep still working on some stuff so, so uh, re, re, yeah. excuse me we'll probably be releasing some other designs and stuff in the future but I'm always working on it trying to find stuff to get on there yeah, um, uh, yeah. so I'm excited about it I think this stuff looks pretty cool uh, so do yourself a favor go check it out and help support the show alright with that said Let's jump into this week's episode. It is Phantom of the Mall. Yes. Oh my goodness, guys. Are we in for a ride today? This was released in 1989, written by Scott Schneed, Frederick R. Ulrich, and Tony Michaelman, directed by Richard Friedman. Uh, he's got 33 credits as director. He's done four episodes of Baywatch Nights, two episodes <laughs> of Friday the 13th, the series, and he also directed oh, nice. Doom Asylum, which we've featured on the show a little ways back. So this is his second appearance here um, on Horrible Horror. Uh, you can find this movie on Google Play, Amazon Prime, Apple TV, and YouTube. Yep. Um, and fortunately, it's not streaming free on any sites that I've known. I, I think I just bought it on Amazon because I was going to watch it. It's really cheap. I did yeah. like, I just did the $2 version. Yeah. It was easy. Yeah, I just, yeah. It, it was super cheap. 
So the cast, it's got an interesting cast. So some people, mm, no. um, <laughs> first, we got Melody, our main girl, played by uh, Carrie Whitman. Uh, she's got 26 credits. She was uh, Playboy model number two mm. in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, she's uh. been in Chained Heat 2, and she was in Men at Work. Um, oh, Men at Work. Eric, played by Derek Rydahl, was in Popcorn, where he played Mark. Uh, Peter Baldwin um, is played by Rob Estes. Now, this guy's got 65 creds. Oh, really, Sarah? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, he was in Melrose Place. Yes. And uh, Uh, that was my jam. Of Beverly Hills, 90210, the remake. Oh, The remake one. 20 episodes of Suddenly Susan, 96 episodes of Melrose Mm -hmm, Place, mm -hmm. and 100 episodes of Silk Stockings are some of his more uh, notable um, creds. (laughs) Uh, then we have Acardi, who I don't think you've ever actually hear the guy's name, but he's listed as Acardi. He's played by Big Ken Forey. Uh, you guys know who he is. He's been in Rob Zombie's Halloween. He's in the original Dawn of the Dead and the remake. He's been Devil's Rejects, Leatherface, Sex of Chainsaw Massacre 3, which he did right after this movie, and he was in Death Spa as well. Is this the, is that the security guard? That's... He's the big black security guard, the ball oh. guy. Is, okay, see, he's in Death Spa? Yeah. Does he play the guy? He's the, the romance guy. <gasps> who, I think wears the genie pants at the end or something like that and has like the football. I love yeah. that that came together. Yep. I love that that, oh, <laughs> I have a new respect for him now. Yep, that, that's his, him. His outfits were fantastic in that movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they really yes, were. Yes, they were. Um, then we have Buzz played by oh. Fucking Polly Shore. Uh, fucking Polly Shore is in this movie. This was Polly Shore's first horror movie. Yeah. It was like one of his first major movies, wasn't it? I think so. I didn't write down all the scripts because like everybody knew who's Polly Shore is in, so I'm not going into detail. He went on to uh like do some major movies like Encino Man, like right yep. after this. Like yes, at the turn he, of yeah, the nineties. Ninety two or 92, something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, pretty close. Uh <clears throat> Then we have Mayor Mayor Karen oh. Wilton, played by none other than Morgan Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild! Yep. The famous television actress from <laughs> Dallas. Morgan Fairchild. And Harv Posner is played by Jonathan Goldsmith, who I who is the most interesting man in the world guy from <laughs> Dos Equis. That is him. Are you... He is, him. it is him. It, it's just much younger <gasps> him, but it's him. We have the most interesting man in the world in this movie. Uh, he, he was, was ton- not that interesting. In this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he he changed a lot. <laughs> tons of popular '80s TV shows like Chips, Fall Guy, Dynasty, St. Elsewhere, General Hospital, T.J. Hooker, The A Team, Hardcastle, McCormick, Ooh, Knight Rider, Magna P.I., MacGyver, Highway to Heaven, Days of Our Lives, Dragnet, and Murder She Wrote were all stuff he was on back in the '80s. I love almost all those shows. Yeah, I mean, we—I just remember watching most of that. So yeah, so it really like, brings it around. back. And of course, he's obviously going to be most recognizable now as the Dosecki's guy, the original <laughs> most interesting man in the world. Well, he um, is interesting now. So. so, with that done, we're going to get into this movie. Uh, but first, yes. we're going to have a little different sound here because I uh, know you guys. Let's see how this sounds. Oh, there we it's go. Really... Oh, ooh. Ooh. oh, there we go. Because Sarah was nice. Turn and she it. brought the, uh, well, these, the, the six. They're the pint. The yeah. Pint. Uh, cans, bottles, bottles of Coors Light. So we have like little big old twist. Not a, you didn't get the pop of the can. We got the twisties, but they're big and cold and delicious. And we're I'm gonna have fun. It. I'm here for it. So the movie. Let's get this going. The movie um, opens with our main baddie crawling through some more massive air ducts, then dropping out into a sporting goods store. Uh, the baddie takes a letterman's jacket off a mannequin and grabs himself a fucking crossbow and a stack of arrows. He'll just take this. Yep. Thank you very much. And then he takes the head off of a mannequin 
Uh, a security guard enters, doing his rounds. The baddie freezes, kind of acting like a mannequin. But a security guard is like, hey, well, come on, you, you ain't no mannequin. This ain't Halloween, pal. What are you doing? And with that, the baddie attacks the security guard and kills him. However, the scene is so fucking dark, I can't really tell what no. the hell happened. No. All I know is that baddie stabs security guard twice. Yeah. I think, but I can't certain I can't tell what the fuck he stabbed him with. My only guess is they may stab him with like a few arrows or something in like the neck or the stomach and then that was it. That's the only thing. You can't you're right. You can't really see anything and you have to kind of piece it together. Yeah. And because of that, it kind of lacks a little bit of suspense. Yeah. Like cuz wouldn't the security guard be really really like freaked out to see somebody in the store? Yeah, the fact I, that he's like, <laughs> "Hey man, I know you're not a mannequin. Yeah, like, I mean, at I, first I, I was like, oh, I can't, yeah, but that guy is like, oh, you're not a mannequin. What the hell are you doing? But at okay. the same time, you should be like, holy shit, what, what are you doing here? Like, what, like you should be a little more, like, yeah, yeah I don't so know. So we get a kill right away. We get, right like, a kill. a kill, but it's, like, Yeah, but it's so um, dark, you can't see it. Yeah. Uh, the baddie drags the security guard's bodies off screen. We roll the opening credits, which is a combination of fire in the background with, like, Ooh. this almost, like, neon blue lettering, which is... That lettering screams 80s alone. Oh, it was like yeah. that neon bluish color. Beautiful. I uh, loved it. Uh, we cut to the opening of the new Midwood Mall press conference-like thingy. <laughs> I don't know what this is. Uh, but there's a stage set up with a podium, and in front of that is where the audience members of various news reporters and photographers are all sitting and watching. Um, speaking at the podium is Harv Posner, the most interesting man in the mall. <laughs> uh, the mall's, He's like the mall's president, owner, CEO. I don't know what the fuck he is, but he's like the big man in charge of the mall. He so. like, yeah, owns, he's like in charge. I think he's like a CEO because there's stakeholders and he's a major stakeholder. Yeah, but he's, yeah, but he's like in he's charge like, of it though. He's like has his own office here. And he like talk owns about the mall. Yeah, he like the mall. Yeah, I don't know. Developer, I, no, I don't know. I don't think he's, he's like, I don't know. He's a man of many hats, I guess. That's why he's the most interesting man <laughs> yeah, in the world. He's mall. the man of many hats. Um, anyway, like so mall. I do want to mention, I, I think it was funny that they're having a grand opening news press conference because like, the mall's already been open, obviously. It's not like, this isn't like the Ribbon County grand opening. Everybody, come on in for the first... It's been open for a while, it seems like. Yeah, they they're kinda... having like a news... Pre- like, it kind of reminds me of like Chopping Mall because they had a... a yes. But in Chopping Mall, it was... The mall's been open... For what for Howard like yeah. but they're doing a press conference to reveal the new security bots exactly this is like and like a, hey we're opening come on in check it out but you're obviously already open it's obviously open because people work there yeah. and other people, people are, are shopping, in the shopping and also applying for jobs yeah and so you get the idea that it's new maybe it was like a Maybe they had a soft opening. I don't it's know. It's really weird. But it is know. really weird because it, it just segues right into, hey, the mall is open. And, and then at the end of the speech, he says, hey, everybody, get, hope you got your invites cause, and come on back for the grand opening yeah, on the 4th of July. The 4th of July so, ceremony. Like, what? So yeah, opening. You have an opening <sighs> ceremony and then another opening ceremony, even though the mall is already open. It's kind of confusing. It's weird, but that's what's going on. Um, um, can we just pause really quick because yeah. the mayor speaks? And um, so, obviously, Morgan Fairchild um, from Dallas. And uh, she, her outfit is 80s phenomenal. And so, I want to describe it yes. really quick. It's an, she has, like, the suit coat, um, power suit with a dress, with a skirt. Yeah, like knee, knee yeah, length But skirt. it's, like, the oversized um, white belt with a gigantic coat with like the big um, shoulder pads, shoulder pads yes. that kind of like make her look like a triangle up top. Yes. And then she has a huge pink flower accessory <laughs> on it. And it's like peach. 
ladies. Oh, <laughs> like <laughs> I was at an awkward stage in 89. Um, and that's what was in. So, but she looked fabulous because she's Morgan Fairchild. Yeah, she's Morgan Fairchild. Because she's the mayor. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I had to mention no, that. No, I'm glad because her outfits are, I mean, it's. Yeah, the outfits are at least, crazy. yeah, because yeah. the 80s, I'm just, I want to pause really quick and say thank you for letting me be on this movie because you know how much I love them all <laughs> and the 80s yes. and um, all the nostalgia that goes with it. So like the 80s into the 90s was such a weird time. You're like so many person. things were about, hey, and the, the theater. theater. So you're like, if the you're going to appreciate Phantom of the Opera and like, anybody else like, like myself, oh, you're the yeah. only one who will. I'm like, so I got to have you on this. So Phantom of the it. Ball, okay. are you kidding me? I mean, so I'm going to. I yes. got to talk about these things. It's just so. Uh, we cut to Sluice Bar and Grill, where we meet our main girl, Melody, who's applying for a job. She gets hired on the spot. That's the scene. We go back to the press conference. Harv introduces. Okay, here's where he oh, introduces the mayor. The mayor. Yeah. Um, mayor I, I put Mayor Karen, Karen Giant Perm, a.k.a. <laughs> oh, Morgan yeah. Fairchild. Her, her oh, yeah. hair is teased out and like oh, perm to the moon. It is the max Morgan Fairchild. <laughs> I mean, she's in her prime. This is great. Oh, uh, and she's Mayor Morgan Fairchild says that she's getting a few words like how this mall is going to put their town on the map, mm-hmm. and it's just like the biggest thing to ever happen to this town. Um, next, we meet uh, Melody's bestie Susie, who also just got hired uh, at one of the uh, like some of the, one of the Rand clothing shop yeah. store, one of the main clothing shops in the mall. Uh, Melody and Susie meet up meet up uh, meet up at the press conference. They congratulate each other on their jobs. And I gotta say, Susie is fucking beautiful, by the way. Oh yeah, Melody's Melody is for that matter, but she's like a little more like a more low key pretty. Mm-hmm. Like Susie's just like in your face, gorgeous, just she, beautiful. She really is. She's model esque. Yeah, very. I noticed that too. Like later on in the movie, like every outfit that they put her in, everything that they put her in, she looks very beautiful and like yeah, and very form fitting clothing too. As yeah. whereas Melody wears a lot of like kind of like the eighties frumpier like. She yeah. wore one of those like those oversized like sweaters. sweaters that was, like, with like, a the sweater dress type thing. Yes, it's with a big skirt underneath. Skirt. Yes. Yeah, which was really popular too. Yes, it at was. The time. Like, you know, the like, Bedigan or something. Like, but they are making her into the more of the like the innocent. Uh, yeah, I mean they yeah. don't like they're not going around saying Susie's all like slotting it up either. But she's no. definitely, they're definitely yeah. I was going to say they're not like skanky. The, no, these girls are not skanky. Mm-hmm. No, it's, but it's weird. But there's like, there's a def, definitely a, a difference between in their clothing styles and the way they dress. Yes. and it definitely appeals more to Susie, who's just fucking gorgeous. Agreed, um, agreed. Uh, so one of the photographers in the audience, Peter, notices Melody and is instantly smitten with her. He's just like, mm-hmm. oh my god, he's just obsessed with her instantly. Um, during all this, we get some POV shots of the baddie watching the press conference from up in the air ducts and the vents. Uh, he scurries away down the hall, the hallway like air ducts. Uh, then and then circles the Fourth of July on a calendar. Um, dun dun dun! Yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> Back to the mall, Susie and Melody head over to the ice cream stand so that shop where Buzz works. Now I want to get this out right away because I just want I gotta get this out, Gavin. I fucking hate Pauly Shore. I've never <laughs> oh, liked great. him. I don't find him funny. I never understood how this fucktard got famous and had a movie career. I don't get it. He's and I cannot weasel. stand it. I'm the, the weasel. weasel. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I hated him so much. <laughs> I But I will say, this is the most tame Pauly uh, Shore we've seen, I think. It kind of sucks. He, has, <laughs> he does have a few Pauly Shore moments that I still, still annoy the hell out of me and I don't like. But I just I don't like Pauly Shore. I thought he was so overrated. I never understood his appeal. 
He, I mean, he, it had to be like just a, a sign of time. Like, I don't think he would be like put him in today's world. I don't think he would. No, like, I don't think make he would it. survive. Yeah, I don't... like Andy Dick. Yeah, like, I, you know, and like, um, no. He, he I, this movie though, he's so it's so odd to see him in here because he kind of plays like this dorky, like nerdy friend that and he's befriended these like two beautiful girls yeah. but none of them are in theater so that doesn't make sense because that's normally how that works yeah. like <laughs> that's how those people get together <laughs> that's, that's very true but i mean so so it's weird that he's like such good friends with these two girls randomly i, I don't know but and, and sometimes i'm wondering are they really good friends because there's times where they're like uh, Maybe he just bothers them. Yeah, I think it's more like they just bother him. They just put up yeah. with them. Buzz like off, Buzz. Yeah. Buzz off. I haven't heard that before. Uh, so anyway, Buzz also seems to enjoy uh, placing fake body parts in people's <laughs> ice cream. Uh, he puts a fake ear in Susie's ice cream to scare her and then says, ears are extra. Then puts the ear in his mouth, sucks off the ice cream, and eats it. What is it made of? Is that like a gummy? What I is get that? Gummy like, or gelatin? I don't know, but he's like fucking eating it, and it's like, eat a wax ear. A wax ear? I don't, I don't know. It's so gross. It is fucking disgusting. <laughs> Up comes the mayor who's talking with the reporter, followed by Peter taking pictures. Mm. Uh, the mayor ends up taking a picture with the girls because they represent how the mall is already helping the town by providing new jobs to all these kids and all this stuff. Um... Peter eyes Melody oh while he takes God. a picture. It's kind of creepy. He's like, Ugh. yeah. Enter Peter's uh, intense look number one. Yeah. Like <laughs> Peter's facial expressions throughout this whole movie are kind of golden. Like he is a facial actor, and they keep playing up on it. If you notice, like, so this is yeah. his first like. It's, I'm gonna it's, stare it's, it's at you like creepy, man. until like, you notice me. Yeah. It's like, are they? Is he gonna be the bad guy? I don't is know. He fucking creepy. I, he's a creep. Um, so we attractive <laughs> creeper. <laughs> we cut to Melody walking with her ice cream. Peter comes up to her saying, "She looks." Uh, Peter comes up to Melody saying, "She looks familiar to him," and she's like, "Yeah, you look familiar to me too." Uh, he tells her that he was one. He was the guy who took her picture last year after the fire. She tells him that, hey, we're, you know, basically we're standing on the spot where that fire happened. It happened right here. Um, and Peter remembers she kept saying she saw some guy with metal in his ear. Um, he says that sounds a little suspicious. This sends Melody into like a little bit of a rage, ranting about how no one ever believed her, that there was never an investigation, there was nothing, and that Eric was murdered. She storms off. Peter goes after saying, hey, hey, I didn't mean to upset you. And then they introduce, he introduced himself, blah, blah, blah. As they talk, Melody opens up a locker uh, and finds a bouquet of purple orchids, uh, or orchid flowers sitting there in her locker. This startles her and triggers a flashback mm-hmm. of when her boyfriend, Eric, gave her the same bouquet of purple orchids. Uh, at this point, up comes Susie and Buzz. Buzz tells Peter it's time for a little talk and takes Peter away. Yeah. Uh, we cut the Buzz and Peter walk and talk, and Buzz tells Peter that he has... T- he has a special talent called supersonic hearing because he's fucking Polly Shore. He's stupid. <laughs> he's uh, like, I've had it all my life. Yeah. <laughs> Peter's uh, like, okay. <laughs> Buzz tells Peter to lay off Melody because she's been through a lot, to which Peter says, yeah, well, why don't you let her tell me that herself? And basically, blah, 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 blah. Uh, well, again, another situation where Polly Shore is trying to be, like, really serious, and I'm not – I want to laugh. I'm like, is it supposed to be ironic? Yeah. Funny? But it's not. You're just – Talking. There's some weird performance art the there. The dialogue is really 
the dialogue is kind of clumpy, not clumpy, but like clunky. Like it just like it. They kind of plod along sometimes with how they're speaking to each other. Like it's a little deadpan at times. Yes, definitely at times. Not all the time, but there are definitely moments. Yeah, there's enough Uh, moments throughout it to. Where that happens. Uh, we cut to the most interesting man in the mall talking to his <laughs> punk, no good asshole son. Um, and at this point, I honestly don't know what his son's name is. I don't like at, at this point, you don't know his learn his name until like way in, later into the movie. Um, but 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 thanks to IMDb in the process of elimination, I figured out his name is Justin, which is correct. Justin, Justin, <laughs> um, whatever, so, dad. Basically, the whole point of this scene is just to point out how much of an asshole Justin is. That's yeah. really it. That's the whole point of this scene. I'll just take mom's car. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. <laughs> but he looks like he's like 21. Like, yeah. <laughs> he does. He's not like, he's seriously like 16, 17. He's definitely older. Yeah. He's definitely in his 20s. Um, so moving on, we go back to Buzz telling Peter how Melody and Eric were the perfect couple. They were so much in love with each other and blah, 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 blah. As they talk, oh Justin God. comes running up the down escalator they're on. Again, just being an asshole for no reason. Just, again, hammering that fact home. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cut to some random maintenance guy working in a vent, uh, on a vent fan in the air ducts. I yeah. cannot overstate, I cannot overstate <laughs> how massive these fucking air ducts are. Oh, it's like a catacombs up there, baby. <laughs> that too, but... <laughs> First of all, this guy is not cramped at all. He has plenty oh, no. of room to move around, stretch his arms, stretch out. Um, and I, I talked about this, I think it was uh, <laughs> back in the Willie's uh, Wonderland episode, where I just don't, like, we see all the time in movies and TV, but like, why are the air ducts so goddamn big? They're huge. And I, I forgot to ask Chris when he was here, because he works in construction. I'm like, Chris. Do you ever see air vents this goddamn big when you're building up buildings? I'm like, why are they so fucking huge? Well, let's think back to some of our favorite movies, i.e. Die Hard. Die Hard is the point that comes to mind. Yeah. Yeah. And so there are places where he can obviously move around in the behind scenes of like this bu- the building. But then there's other scenes where he's like uh, super cramped. Yeah. Think back to Chopping Mall where they have to climb through the ventilation system and that one blonde chick is like, we're going to get French fried because it's so hot yeah, it's here. It's so hot here, yes. And like, <laughs> how and do I remember that? Some like, of those, <laughs> like, the, like Die Hard and Alien Chopping Mall, they weren't, I mean, Die Hard, he was crunchy, he was yeah. on his stomach, he had to like This crawl. is like a whole other room. This, this these is are like, huge. Like, yeah. They barely even have to bend over to walk through these tunnels. I don't know what they're doing the Air ducts, they're massive. Um, so anyway, uh, anybody know about architecture in malls? Yeah. Because we need to know how this works and if it's even feasible. So for, for like seriously, no reason whatsoever, <laughs> none. Our baddie just charges this guy, grabs him, and shoves his face into these spinning flame blades, uh, killing him for no reason. <laughs> he just, yeah. This poor, I felt so bad for this guy. I mean, this he just mind his business, doing his going job. about his day, doing his job, and from out of nowhere, some asshole shoves his face into spinning metal flan, fan blade, killing him. Like, no this reason. poor schmuck. I know. No and reason. We, but we don't actually see very much of that either. Yeah, again, because a lot of these scenes in the ducks, they're dark they're and shadowy. Very dark. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they almost went. They went too dark because you lose a lot of what's happening on the screen. Or maybe they did that on purpose because I don't think they had enough budget for. Uh... That could be too for the special effects. <laughs> for a special effects, practical effects, all that. Uh, again, I just said uh, this just shows how massive these air ducts are. But grown men can practically stand up in them. 
He charged his ass. He charged him, yeah. <laughs> so and these aren't air ducts. These are full-blown air hallways at this point. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, we cut back to Susie and Melody in a dressing room trying on dresses. Um, the dressing rooms have no door or <laughs> yeah. curtains on them, so all the chicks are just getting naked in front of total strangers. That is such an 80s thing. That is such like an 80s movie thing that where they gave men this fantasy hope that all women just change in front of each other with yeah. no cares in the world. Like yeah. They're like, look at this. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I have some questions about this scene. So they, they're getting undressed, and you see all these women, and then it flashes to the security, the security office. office. Yes. Where the pervy security guard watches girls getting naked in the dressing rooms on the security monitors. Um, and this guy said he kind of looks like a chubby dollar store version of Tim Robbins. <laughs> yeah, he does. <laughs> so I was like, <laughs> it's just ch- dollar store chubby Tim Robbins um, perving out on all these girls on the monitor. Isn't this and, and also why are there security cameras on uh on the changing rooms at all? Isn't that what Chuck Berry got arrested for yeah, back in the seventies? Like, like you can't yeah. put you cannot put security cameras in changing rooms or bathrooms. bathrooms. Yeah, there was yeah. I guess the eighties. Yeah. I mean there might have been time before like before I guess it became illegal, I guess. So I I mean there's probably a time it wasn't, it wasn't until like after eighty nine that they yeah. were like, hmm, maybe we should not people Yeah. Um, <laughs> Either way, my question is yeah, go ahead. this guy is like sitting here like he's getting turned on by yeah, this. He, he is. is like talking to him, like, Ooh yeah, I remember you. Ooh, oh. And the other security guard are Big Ken Forey. Big Ken Forey. He is standing there and he's just like listening to this. Do guys do that? Like <laughs> Sorry, if my friend was standing there being like real over the top, turned on and pervy, I might have to say something to him. Like if we're on the job, like, hey, get a room. I don't know. Like, yeah, no, it, I, it's weird. Like, I, I don't know. Um, I don't know because, like, I could see like if it, they're friends, he'd be like, dude, what, what? Yeah, what the, what, what the what fuck? Are you, like, what what the are you fuck doing? Are, what yeah. are you doing? But I don't think they're friends. They just work. They just work. <laughs> and Big Ken's like, what the fuck is this white boy doing? Like, what is going on here? And then, but basically, he's like, dude. Because um, Big Cave's like tells the pervy guard to go check out this strange knocking that um, Harv reported here in the air ducts. Oh they, yeah, Harv comes in and is like, "You guys just go go check that out right now." Yeah, and and the guy's just like staring at Brian, and Cave's like, "Dude, go check it out." They get him off those being pervy. He's like, "Fine, I'll go." Um, and that's the, that's that. But yeah, the why would they have security go check out knocking and like? The air ducts. The air ducts. Why yeah, wouldn't Why wouldn't they just sacrifice another maintenance person? And then... I agree. I agree. Should, should, that's, 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 that thing falls under uh, maintenance uh, to me. But, but I am happy to see the security guy go and um, check it out. It brings out. me a lot of questions. I have other questions about these security guards and what their job, <laughs> what their job details are, are description practically really are. Because there's a lot of issues with them later. They're not uh, mall robots, Marshall. They're, they're, they're not. not... Yes, they're not, not mall robots. Um, we go back to Melody looking at a dress, but she tells you that she can't afford it because she's saving up for college. Yeah. So they leave, and at one point past the classy tuxedo-wearing piano player who mm. plays the piano in the middle of the mall, that, that guy, and um, uh, he tells them to have a good night or something like that. Uh, I don't know. But wait, this, this again, this is like a thing in the 80s and some fantasy malls. Even in the, I always had like this spot, like maybe around the food court, maybe oh, yeah. like a plaza where there's like a... Yeah, a big grand piano to have somebody playing music. Exactly. And, like, you, always music. See, like, the, you always see like the old women, the old ladies just sitting around talking and listening to the piano player. Like in lobbies of hotels yeah. and things like that. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> um, so that's what this guy is. How fancy. Super fancy. Um, so, hold on a second. Uh, my computer just went boop, boop. I got 
bring that back up. Uh, anyway, so back to the we go back to the pervy uh, security guard who he's entering a restri- like the, a restricted maintenance area. Um, <laughs> and this again, this shit gets real confusing because there's uh, these back areas are massive and huge. Kind and for like the a most catacomb. part, for, for, I'll give, I'll give them the. Uh, uh, Maintenance rooms because malls are going to have yeah. it. There's going to be a lot of backs up, you know, back behind the curtains, things that you're not going to see. So I get, I get the maintenance rooms. And um, they did record this movie in two actual mall locations. Oh, yeah. So okay. I mean, they record. I don't know what parts of it. I mean, they obviously they had like an exterior mall that they shot at, and then they did an interior mall, obviously. But yeah. so I kept trying to remind myself, like maybe this is real. Well, the <laughs> malls. I want, man. I'd love it if they was filmed in the same mall that did shopping mall. That would have been cool. Mm. Um, but anyway, so he's in this restricted maintenance area, and then he just goes into the air ducts. Just I'm going to the air ducts, which uh, he crawls through. Then pretty much immediately, as soon as he exits, uh, he, he exits into another maintenance area. Which this was like, whoa, wait a minute. So hold on a second. So like, is this like a video game secret room bullshit? Because oh. like, you're telling me that this giant warehouse esque maintenance area was only accessible via the air ducts. Like, why would he crawl through the ducts just to get to another maintenance room? <laughs> Could he just, like, go down a hallway somewhere? And enter? Like, That's so weird to me. Like, do, 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 do. Um, because otherwise, like I, said, I don't know. So, anyway, I don't know who designed this mall. <laughs> what were they thinking? I don't know. Um, it's like, let's just give this mall giant hallway-sized air ducts, and then I know make maintenance rooms that only can be reached by going through those giant air ducts. That's what's happening here. It makes zero sense. <laughs> the layout's confusing. So anyway, as soon as this guy steps out of the vent, like the, the, he, the one moment. foot hits the ground, the moment he gets rammed by a <laughs> fucking forklift <laughs> that smashes him into him and pins him up against an electrical box. So pervy guard starts getting electrocuted. Sparks are flying. He gets electrocuted so much that his eyes pop out of his head, go flying across the room, and land in an open box. A frozen yogurt mix. The chill factor. And like, gee, I wonder what's going to happen later. Also, why is there just an open box of frozen yogurt mix sitting on the shelves? On the t- it's like, who opened the box and left it there? It's so weird. The health inspector has not been to this mall yet. They have not. I have not given them a good rating. I love so much when he gets rammed against the wall. He has a fairly good reaction based on the reactions of like, we haven't seen any reaction from any of the other kills. No. Like, at all. Like, so this one was good to me because he was, like, screaming. And, like, there was an electric box next to him, like, sparking. Yeah. There's lots of, like, sparking, like, fake flames. Well, granted, the and, one like, guy who got his face shoved into a fan couldn't really that's scream. That's true. He couldn't really <laughs> scream. If he had screamed, yeah. that would have been hilarious. <laughs> We've had that before, we haven't have, we? Yeah, I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. But I love that his eyeballs popped out. Like, oh. that's what you get for yep. being a peeper. Yep. Karma, motherfucker. Um, so, let me make sure I have... Uh, yep. uh, so, we cut to Har's office that oh. overlooks the shopping mall. Like, he's a fucking casino owner yep. overlooking, like, the gambling tables. Or, like, the the, 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 the evil bad guy in, like, some drug... Like, or he's, like, the nightclub owner mm-hmm. who's, like, overlooking the dance floor. You've seen all, like, the cop movie, all this oh, other yeah. shit. Um, hell, it's in, like, Luke Cage. Like, the, the club owners that were up top overlooking the... The dance floor below. It's that, that type of vibe. It represents here. royalty. Yeah. You know, they're like looking down on this. Yeah. So that's what I'm mall that's what I'm people. Like, he, the mall rats. Just like a stockholder or investor because he, he has this giant office all to himself, like up on like the third floor that just overlooks the whole mall. So he, he's definitely more than just a, a, a stockholder or, or developer. He's got to be like the owner or, some, or 
operate owner president of the mall. He is the most interesting man. He so. is. That is very true. Um, in comes Mayor Fairchild. Um, <laughs> Mayor Fairchild. The most interesting man in the mall uh, tells her that the mall is going to be a gold mine and worth even more after the next phase of mm-hmm. construction is complete. They talk politics for a bit, then she leaves. Uh, Harf sits down at his desk, and basically that's when the dead eyeless body of Purdy security guard <laughs> just falls from the ceiling, <laughs> landing in front of him on his desk, right in front of him. Like, the, what? The, the thing that the best part about this is that he sits down at his desk. <laughs> He looks up at the at a vent, vent yeah. like a small vent, kind of. You know, it's like a medium sized. It's probably like a, a, That's a one in, by one, or like a, a, yeah. yeah. It's intact, and then he looks back down, and then all of a sudden, this body, body just drops just on his desk. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, you never see the vent. Cover no, fall. there's no vent. The vent cover doesn't fall with just the body, the dude. <laughs> the dude, just the corpse. So how how does whoever <laughs> like imagine like the person dragging the body down oh. these giant vents, not making any noise apparently because nobody hears him coming, opens up the vent cover, also no noise, <laughs> then somehow manages to drop a body through like a one foot by one foot vent cover onto this guy's with desk with major force, yeah. major force. <laughs> And this body, he looks down at the body. It's like such a, he just says like, oh shit. Like his reaction is just like so bland. And the body has one eyeball left and it's like glued to the middle of this guy's head. It is like (laughs) such a crazy, I was like, did they just like stick an eyeball somewhere on there? Like. It's so funny. It's like in the middle of his face. It looks awful. Oh, it's great, though. Oh, he's oh, shit. Um, Not again. Damn it. So night has fallen. The mall's closing. Susie and Melody are exiting the mall, (laughs) talking about Melody liking Peter. And it's like girl chat. She's like, like, oh, he's cute. I guess he's um, cute. um, Susie splits off to head for her car, leaving Melody alone to walk to hers. When Melody gets to her car, she finds that someone has left a large gift box for her on the passenger seat. Can we can we comment really quick on the fact that when she opened her door, she has automatic seatbelts? Yes. She Remember does. those? Yep. Oh my god. I wanted a car with auto seatbelts oh, yeah. so bad. Yep. Come to find out they were a really bad design because they would break and <laughs> yeah. stop working and then you couldn't wear your seatbelt. Yeah. But we had, man. We had one of our cars. I think it was our was it the Subaru? Uh. Oh yeah, Subarus we, had them. We had, yeah. we had a Subaru back in like the ni- early nineties. Yep. Like we, it had we had one that had the automatic. And I thought it was a cool. I'm like, yeah, we're cool. Like, we're, look at us with our automatic <laughs> seatbelt car. <laughs> How futuristic is that shit? Yeah. We wanted to be so futuristic in the eighties. We just and, did. Yeah. Um, Man, sorry. No, 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 no. She, so <laughs> she finds she does. She is very. I, she did, is I very did know. Shocked. I noticed that seatbelt too right away. I was like, man, you don't see those very often anymore. No. But, like, yeah, it's definitely another sign of the times. Um, she opens up the box and finds the dress that she wanted but yeah. couldn't afford. Um, she tries She's to start her car, but it won't start. So she gets out to look but, underneath the hood. So her car is vandalized twice. So somebody like leaves her the box with the dress as a gift, but then they're like, "Oh, but I took your starter. <laughs> <laughs> I unplugged your battery." Like, what? Yeah, I, I guess so. I didn't think about that. So uh, she gets out, looks under the hood. The see what's wrong, and that's when she gets grabbed by oh. a man dressed in all black and wearing a black ski mask. Rapist. Uh, they fight. Uh, uh, this. Uh, what am I saying? Uh, 
So she fights him, but she can't break his grip on her. He, she can't break his grip on her. Uh, he forces her down on top of the hood. And that's when we see the baddie standing <laughs> on top of the fucking mall, backlit He's by Moonlight, backlit. holding the fucking crossbow. Now the man. baddie becomes like fucking a Hawkeye or Green Arrow, shoots the man in Ha-ha. the in the man in black in the shoulder with the arrow, causing the man in black to flee. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you know oh, how yeah, he... hard that shot would be from that fucking distance? Plus, and the fact that they're moving, you get they're fighting. You're trying not to yep. get melody. You're trying to hit this one guy, mm-hmm. and on top of that, he okay. After he makes the shot, the guy runs away. He vanishes like fucking Batman a second later because <laughs> Melody looks up and he's just gone. Like, it's so fucking ridiculous and bullshit. But for some reason, I kind of like. I it. loved it. He like, <laughs> and he kind of stands there a little bit like Batman. Maybe vigilantes who live in like catacomb caves, like I, I, just I, to I, have a lot of time I to mean, practice out, their crossbows. He doesn't have a layer like Batman. Yeah, I mean, so maybe he just has a lot of time to practice these crossbow skills. But Melody's reaction to all of this, too, I mean, she's shocked, but she's just like, oh. (laughs) Oh." Like, she's not, she doesn't seem panicked. She doesn't seem, like, over-the-top freaked out. She does she's not. Maybe it's a shock. Maybe maybe she hasn't processed it yet. Maybe she's just, uh, maybe it's just lukewarm. I don't know. Yep. But the so, mall is not safe, ladies. You gotta watch yourself safe, in yeah. the mall. You gotta carry your mace. Um, <laughs> carry your mace in the mall parking lot. That is true. That's why. I mean, that's why they create maces for mall parking lots, basically. Fuck yeah. Um, the man in black runs away as Mayor as Mayor Fairchild drives up, <laughs> yeah. and she's like, "Hey, what's going on, Melody?" He's like, "What happened? What happened?" Um, we cut back to Harv in his office. We can also now see that attached to the dead eyeless pervy security guard. Uh, is a note that reads an eye for an eye. Oh, I didn't see that. Yep. I watched this movie at least almost three times. And I, <laughs> nice. Wow, I miss. Okay. Um, Harv makes well, a call and tells the person the other end that he, he is in need of his services again. Mm-hmm. And that's it's it. So, oh, oh, mystery call. Boom, boom, boom. Next is a scene with Melody sitting in the mayor's car. <laughs> this is crazy. Telling her what happened. And Mary Fairchild's like, well, I'll drive you home, and then I'll call the police myself and report it. But for now, you go home and get some rest. You just go get some rest. Like, that makes zero sense. (laughs) That is actually the opposite of what you should do. There is, like, a crazy rapist running around your mall parking lot, Mm -hmm. and you're like, you should just go home. I'll make sure I report it to the police. Yeah. She says, too, she's like, I'm sure they'll want to talk to you. She does But (laughs) you just go home. Don't worry. Like, it's so... Melody's like, it just doesn't make sense. Well, she is the mayor. Something something just doesn't make sense. Somebody shot this guy. Yeah. Like, she's more worried about the guy that shot the rapist rapist than the (laughs) person trying to rape her. (laughs) Yeah. It's very weird. weird. Very weird. weird priorities there. Um... We jump to Peter at his home or office or somewhere, going through some old newspaper yeah. clippings. How old them. is Peter? <laughs> That's a good question. Because he seems to have his own apartment with like filing a, I, cabinets. Yeah, I, I, that's why I couldn't tell if it was his office or maybe it's or if office. it was his home because he's on like this nice brown couch. leather couch. Yeah, and then but he's got file cabinets full of like stuff you would have at your office. I'm like, does this have that big of an office? He has a leather couch in there, or is he at home and for some reason has a file cabinet where he keeps all his work papers? Like it's it was confusing. I don't know, 
But hmm. again, how old? That's right. He's awfully young to be like a serious a journalist. He's, yeah, well, right he's more a photographer than a journalist, which is another reason why. Why does he have all these like journalistic clippings and articles when I mean, he's just a photographer? He's not he's the a journalist. He's a photojournalist. He is a fo- okay. Maybe he wants to be a, a private detective in his Ooh, spare time. Or maybe he's just so obsessed with Melody. That's true. He, he's a stalker. I mean, she is like Christine Daae. Yeah, she is. She is the Dia. Christine Daae. Daae. Daae yeah. of this movie. Um, and he would be, I guess, the Raul, I suppose. Um, he's very Raul-esque. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think he's at least 25. Whoa, Peter! Because she like she 18. talks about going to college. Yeah. She's like, I gotta save my money to cop for college. She yeah. works at a mall. Yep. How, she can't be that old. No, no. Yeah, I, I, the, the girls and they all Peter. got to be like seventeen, eighteen, maybe nineteen at the oldest in this movie. Peter Baldwin, Robin the Cradle. Um. So where were we? Uh, Sorry, he's in there looking and filing. Yeah, cabinets, that's it. And that, and that's he sees it. He's the story the, yeah, of the fire that happened mm-hmm. last year. He's reviewing all of the things that happened in her past. Yes. Um, so basically the equivalent of like nowadays Facebook stalking. Yeah. He's kind of like Facebook stalking in the old days where you actually had to go through files and papers. Seems creepier back then. It does. <laughs> more effort. You had to put more effort into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. You had, you had to be way more effort in, when you are going to stalk somebody back in the day. You had to really like, commit to You had to, to really want to do it. Yeah. yeah. It... Um, so <laughs> then it just quickly cuts to a mystery man setting the security guard's body on yeah. fire in what looks like a deep freezer or something like that, or I don't know what he's in, but he's like this big box with like a lid, but he's filled with like sticks and like kindling, and he just yeah, sets he the perfect ch- guard like, on fire. He just like flicks a match and like throws it in there, up. and the other the whole thing's like <laughs> like full burn. Yep. Yeah. Um, now we go to sexy fun time between Melody and Eric. Yes. And Damn, is this some romantic shit? Well, so that the fire from the dead security guard kind of fades into the fire, fire of, of a fireplace. fireplace. Yes. Oh, this is sex. This is like the this ultimate '80s '90s fantasy. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah. So Melody and Eric are uh, banging. I mean, no, check that shit. Making love. Oh, they this are is making love. Shit There's going a lot on. of kissing mm-hmm. and caressing yes. on satin. Yes, they're in a fancy bed with silk or satin sheets. Silk and satin were a thing. But I had like, some satin sheets. I oh, had black yeah. satin sheets oh, when yeah. I was like in junior high and high school. So right. Again, that's like ninety. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, early and mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, so, probably those, they were comfortable as hell, but man, you would just slide off the fucking bed of those I know. things. And my, my bottom sheet, I could never, it would all, never it stay never tucked. It never stays on. It never, it just slips right off all the time. They look, they're only for looks. They they're really all, They are. only look sex, they, sexy. They look sexy, yeah. but they are not really functional. So, um, <laughs> they're, they're in the bed on the fancy seats and from a roaring fire in the fireplace. It, the rest of the room is like, got all these lit candles all around the room. Ooh, yeah. She's wearing like this silk nightie that she slowly slips off her shoulders. I mean, it is. This is like the ultimate sexy romance. Uh, we do get to see some of her nice tits here. She uh, has very nice boobs. I don't think those are her boobs. I don't think they are either. I, I think, think they're, they're stunt boobs. boobs. <laughs> Regardless, they're nice. Whoever oh, they, they are, are really they're nice. very nice boobs. But I agree. Like those look a little bigger than what we see with Melody having in the rest of the movie. And they're like perfect. Perfect. So and like it's the way that they cut her. They keep editing like back to her like a POV down yeah, under she's her like face. From clavicle up. And then the boobs are like clavicle down. Yeah. So I think they're stunt boobs. It too. looks very stunt boobish. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not dissing it. It's really I ain't good. Either. It's very, the scene is very like soap opera love scene esque. Like, yeah. 
you don't see all you only get to see some boobs but it, it's like it insinuates a lot of things that are happening yes right uh but then melody starts having visions of someone pouring gasoline out then lighting a match flicking mm-hmm. it onto the gas the fire erupts she has more visions of a man in sunglasses wearing a single earring that looks like the reflector part of a fishing lure it does look like a fishing lure um as Eric is on top of her, she sees flames surrounding him, and his face starts to burn. She wakes up screaming in her bed, covered in sweat. And it's not the super sexy nice bed. It is a more down-to-earth, normal teenage girl's like bed. Like a teenage girl's bed. Yeah. Which is, at that point, I was like, how old is Peter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, Just a dream. Just a sexy Terrifying dream. Terrifying dream. dream. Uh, yeah. uh, next day, we go back to the mall where we join up with Peter. Buzz comes running up to him saying he has a huge scoop for Peter. I, you, I got a huge scoop for you. Um, the next is a scene between Harv and Big Ken Forey. Forey's reading off a list of all the shit that's gone missing in the mall that's mm-hmm. been reported stolen or missing. Harv tells him to look into it and says he fired the pervy security guard and has already hired his replacement. We jump to the mall's arcade, and man, do I miss the good old arcade days. Oh, my god! Aladdin's Castle. And, like, there was something so... So cool. So great about those old old arcades that kids nowadays was just... And basically from here on out, will never understand that pleasure and that feeling of going to the the arcade. I know. It was so great. It was great. There's still some art. I mean, there's still, like... I see bowling alleys and play... Because, I mean... Bowling alleys have some. Yeah. I've seen a few, like, quote-unquote... Arcade. arcade it's not the same but it's not because the arcades now are basically just nothing but like 15 different claw machines and yeah. like maybe like a dance 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 thing or maybe one like racing deer game. hunter deer hunter yeah deer <laughs> hunter pro, like golden tea yeah. like they're nothing like they used to be or they're really most of them are just all these stupid yeah. little like eat quarter eating things like claw machines or like the ones where you, the, they have like the spinning thing in there and you have to get the quarter to land it's all those weird gimmicky game type stuff not money the, money 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 the, man there's a lot of money in those like yeah but just i don't know man you still make it's not the same it's not the same yeah so we see justin playing pinball or at least i don't know if he's actually trying to if he's supposed to be playing or if he's trying to fake because i'm watching him he never hits the flippers there's no balls <laughs> go, no there's no metal ball coming on he's not hitting anything he's just standing there like shaking the yeah, shit he, out of this machine he's making these like weird humpy type motions yeah, so towards is, the machine i was like what What's no, happening? that's which like, means like that's when you're playing the machine and you're trying to cheat and you're yeah. trying to like, knock the ball to go a certain way or so it doesn't go down like the the wrong aisle or so it doesn't you know and you lose yeah. the ball or you the worst is I suppose you just said pick it up and try to tilt the ball oh and back, try to like try change to it, it. Mm-hmm. yeah and then that's when part, they got smart and started putting the tilt uh, alert on the pinball machines um, I love pinball oh, pinball's great. But so anyway, in the mi- plain view of everybody, in the middle of this arcade, he just pulls out a screwdriver and breaks into the <laughs> pinball's money box and steals all the quarters. Steals all the quarters. In plain view of everybody, this guy has zero shits to give. This guy has some serious daddy issues. He is really trying to get his dad's attention. I mean, seriously. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. He just wasn't loved enough. Now, if that's not enough, guys. Now we get a full-on kung fu training montage oh. of the baddie down in his sewer, like, layer base. Uh, so I'm like, holy shit. Now we're in the sewers, like oh, Ninja yeah. Turtle style. Oh, yeah. This is total Ninja Turtles. He's seriously fucking shadow boxing or, like, shadow kung fuing. Oh, it's awesome. With a, a lot- fucking bow staff. <laughs> Not just punching. He's got a bow staff, like, freaking Donatello. He's swinging around. It is 
it's amazing. <laughs> oh, he is. Like he is he is like the karate kid now. Oh, he yeah. is definitely doing a lot of spin kicks, a lot of uh hurricane kicks, a lot of like really serious martial the, the arts. Flash, like, the real flashy martial arts, like yeah. Yes. It's insane. Um <laughs> When I first saw this, I literally think my jaw dropped in disbelief of how ridiculous this was. But then I smiled what? a stupid, gleeful smile because, damn, is this fucking 80s as hell. <laughs> I know. I mean, dude, this screams a kung fu montage in a sewer with a bow staff underneath the mall. Like, this is awesome. It's incredible. They were like, what could he do that would be really bitching? <laughs> Let's say I'm doing kung fu. Okay, but okay, that's not that's not bad enough. Let's give him a bow. You gotta staff. give him a bow staff. I mean, come on, I, he needs I, some weapons. The weapon only thing for that is if he would have pulled out nunchucks. If he would have been oh. pulling out nunchucks, that would have been the creme de la creme. <laughs> just mwah. We don't know that he doesn't have that's them. That's true. Just, we just haven't seen <laughs> we just them. didn't see it. <laughs> we go back to Justin, who bumps into his father Harv and sprays his father in the face with a shaken soda can, oh, then just man. walks off laughing. What a fucking dick. That's all his scenes are, just him being a dick. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was trying to... They were kind of talking about people, like, cracking down on people uh, stealing. Something. Something like that. And then, like, he's talking about... Oh, he says, something all... like, how many times I've had to tell you not to do something or something? He sprays his dad in the face and then smacks him on the shoulder. He says, a lot, dad. <laughs> a lot. And he just walks off yeah. laughing. And that's it. That's it. Uh, we go back to the baddie in his sewer later. He puts on some music, pops in a VHS tape <laughs> labeled Melody, sits back and watches security footage uh. of Melody, which is funny because the thing I found about the thing I found out funny about the security footage is that it's clearly not security footage. No, because the camera is like following, following her. her while she's shopping. And, and she's things. shopping. She's wandering around the mall, mind her business. And there's a camera following her around from different angles, like. This is not security footage. If this is what it's supposed to be, these guys don't know what security footage I, is. I, well, okay, so I was thinking about this because I, I really watched this part closely <laughs> because he's listening to this song that sounds, I think it had to have been written exactly for this movie because yeah, it, it is depressing. It's called Heart of Darkness. Yes, it is. <laughs> like, I wish, and it's just about losing someone and like, I'll always love I you. Wish I, I, I didn't get a clip of that. Oh, I, I, man. I the Heart of Darkness. But the... The best part is, is that when he sits down, they show him put a, like, it's like close up of him putting a cassette tape into a boom box and closing yeah. it and turning it on. And then you see the tape start to roll. And then this do, 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 <laughs> like synthesizer starts going. And it's like such a rock ballad. It's so depressing. And he's watching this like on a VCR tape too. And so they keep showing the remote and he keeps going to different like parts of this. V he's like, it, it's so great to me because I'm like, look at him listening to tapes yeah. and watching VCR <laughs> footage. But he has gathered a lot of um, footage of her. A lot. Since the mall opened. Is he yeah. like following her around with a home VC, a home That's what like recording it's, it's system? Clearly not like what? Security footage. But if it's, I mean, it, he could have stolen that from like. Yeah. What I'm trying to think of a what what's an old electronic store that Radio Shack. <laughs> Radio Shack, maybe he stole it from the Radio Shack. Oh, here we go. Heart of Darkness, before by Stan Bush. I, I, I don't know if I can. Uh, oh man. If I, I I want to see if I can pull it up here while we talk about this because this is. But yeah, I agree. Like so that again, if he was following her around with uh uh. 
a camera, then how oblivious is she that she doesn't see? Because it's not like he, he's clearly like, <laughs> just like three, four, maybe five feet behind her. Like, you would know if somebody is uh, behind you videotaping you. But uh, She has nice legs, by the way. He's like really like focusing on those legs. He must be a leg man. Okay, here we go. I think I can, uh, I, I can pull this. I, I, I got the sound. Oh, it's actually this scene from the movie. It's on oh, I guess it's IMDb. Uh, I'll play so if you guys can hear it over my speakers here. Hope you guys can hear it. That's it. That's the basically the whole thing. And you hear that song a lot. Bum, 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 yeah. bum. It, it, you'll hear that song a lot in this movie. Yeah. It's kind of, I'm trying, like, it's definitely, I was like, what song in Phantom of the Opera would this be <laughs> if it, if, yeah, it's a like, cool. what, what are they be? trying to, hmm. Uh, Angel, I don't think it'd be Angel of Music. No. It's not Think of Me. Um, what about the music of the night? Yeah. Yeah. It probably, yeah. I think it would have to be music of the night. I think that's right. Because that's like his theme, That right? is like his theme, yeah. So this is like... This is like their version of music of the night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 80s rock ballad. Oh, appropriate. It's appropriate. All right. Yep. I'm so glad you found that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad I found that, too. That's great. Um, so we jump back to Buzz and Peter, and Buzz tells Peter... Takes Peter to the security office, which is completely empty right now for some reason. Because real great security mall, guys. Um, hey, this is why you have so much shit going missing. Buzz <laughs> There's says, nobody in the office. Buzz is like, it's always it's always empty at this time of day. Like, so Buzz has been checking it <laughs> yeah, out. He's like, is when Buzz, is it? That's a great point. Why is Buzz always going to the security office? What is He's he up lurking to? around. Something's going with him. Um, Buzz pops in the tape and starts doing his fucking retarded Polly Shore dance. Mm-hmm. This is his Polly Shore moment. It's like it's like a shitty mashup of hula dancing and like hand popping and locking while hula it's so it's dumb. I yeah. fucking hate it. So he's trying to take Peter in here to like tell Peter that he's got like this huge news story, this yeah. huge like controversial scoop. And then he plays this Muzak for him. Yeah. And Peter's like, I don't have time for this. Like dum, 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 dum. <laughs> Sorry, I said this whole thing. Yeah. So then he turns off the music and, and then pushes he... another button. Yes. And um, okay, first of all, first of all, I also have to mention before that, as he's listening to this music before he pushes the button, turns off. He goes into like this orgasmic bliss hearing the music, which is fucking weird. Because uh, I Polly thought Shore. he's like he's gonna come in his pants like, oh yeah, oh so he good. Like, it's so. Oh. It's Polly Shore trying to be. Pauly it's like Shore. it's like the it's like a glimpse into Polly Shore, like the Polly Shore that we know. Like yeah. he opens up the window a little bit right there. Like, 
Look out, nineties. Here's what you're gonna get. <laughs> I'm just Here's what yeah, you're in for. I'm starting to birth in the eighties, <laughs> and I will emerge I'm from my explode weird the 90s. cocoon as a weasel in the nineties. Um, Peter's not impressed. Wants the exit. Like says, "Why is he here?" So Buzz flips the switch. The music stops, and then we hear the mayor's voice saying shit like, "You want to shop here all day? Spending money is great." You love the mall. The sale clerks are your friends. They're your friends. Yeah, you want to be here all the time. And again, Pierce is like not really impressing. Yeah, it's subliminal messaging. Well, it's not. It, it may be a little shady. It's not illegal. This yeah. what's this is stupid. But remember back in the eighties when like subliminal messaging became such a thing. Oh like, yeah, because people it's all, like, were records. Like, like, oh oh yeah, backwards. Like or, and like, that was Ozzy Osbourne's Black. So you have subliminal messages that tell you to like, kill kids and sacrifice goats and shit. Yeah, like, people get paranoid all paranoia over that stuff. Um, maybe it's happening right now. Maybe yeah. it is. Maybe, it's maybe there's some little messages under this podcast. <gasps> you want to buy Marshall all the fun candy? You want to go to horriblehorrorpodcast.com and buy all the merchandise to support the show? Horrible Horror Podcast is your favorite podcast. You will tell all your friends about it. You will listen to every episode repeatedly. <laughs> Man, I really want to spend some money right now. I- I need to get online. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, however, Peter does spot the quote-unquote new security guard talking to Ken Forey uh, on one of the monitors. And the new security guy is the same guy that Melody saw in her dream vision. How uh, is he? It's the did... same guy we saw burning the body of the pervy security guard earlier. So he's been hired as a security guard. But how does Peter know that yeah. that's the same guy? He, like, recognizes him immediately. I like, think it's because... What? I think it, it, it they brush over it so briefly, but I think it's because it goes back to uh, the earring, the, the earring, when, uh, and the fact that I think uh, he. The, I don't know if there was a picture of him, but like, yeah, it basically just hurt Melly's description of him from the fire last year or whatever it was. Um, Peter sure is sure of himself yeah. at this point. Like. I also love the security footage of this guy, which is a fucking close up of him. Like the camera's <laughs> right in his <laughs> face. Like how the security cameras don't get that close, especially now the night. Like it's and it's like clear as day. Like how is that security footage that close to his face? Like it's ridiculous. Yeah. And the camera placement of the small is also ridiculous. We're gonna talk about that more later, I'm sure. But the it makes zero sense. Like there need to be like a. Thousand plus cameras, all to get some of these camera <laughs> shots these, these security cameras do, or and they put them in the weirdest, most up, like random spots too that would they do nothing, like the dressing room, like the dressing room, or <laughs> random hallways or maintenance rooms where there's nobody, where back there's there. no one. <laughs> um, so anyway, Peter rushes out of the office and he's takes up like, running. He's in Sam Goodies. <laughs> yeah, thank you. That's what's right. Uh, uh, down Aww, the Sam man. Find, I mean, I put like Tower Records or BM Goody or something, but uh, Sam, Sam Goody. That's what I'm, was it uh, or BM something? BM. It was like BMG music. BMG music. Yeah. And I combined BMG with Sam Goody. Oh, that's right. Man, yeah. um, that's the place to go. I love seeing the old giant CD boxes I know. on the racks. Like, you guys don't understand. Back in the day, like when you bought a CD, they didn't come like the regular case they do now. Like, it came in the plastic square case but that case was inside a giant cardboard box that was like twice the size and like long and rectangular and some were plastic they were like a big plastic thing so that you couldn't steal them essentially it would like i don't but i looked this up and cd cd sales started to pick up at that time and actually outsold tapes in 1989 for the first time so that do you remember that when like 
uh, stores like Sam Goody's started to switch over mm-hmm. from tapes to CDs. And I remember as a young person being horrified because I was like, no, I have all these tapes. <laughs> yes. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, like, what is, I say, probably the people with the A-track do the same thing on cassette tape. Oh, my like, God. Yeah, I have all these tapes. It's like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But then I had to buy start buying CDs. I had to buy double. Like, uh-huh. I would buy, buy a tape version and a CD version because mm-hmm. all the cars had tape players. So I wanted to listen to my car. I had to buy the cassette. Yep. I want to listen to home on my radio, my boom box, whatever. I have to buy the fucking CD. So I'm buying the same album twice mm-hmm. in two different formats uh, back in that time. And now yeah. if you want to listen to that same shit, you have to get a streaming. You have to do some kind of a streaming service mm-hmm. or you have to buy it digitally. Yep. Or you can go back to buying things on vinyl. I have some some music like all four ways yeah. like I can listen to it in like four different ways yeah I have a few albums like that like uh, Gen X man we got yeah. we got screwed by technology like, yeah like I think uh, yeah I think like my Wu-Tang uh, 36 Chambers I think I have that on tape CD and vinyl mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know that I have like Beastie Boys Paul Boutique on vinyl oh, yeah. and CD I, I got like Green Day's Dookie. I have on vinyl, oh, yeah. CD, and digital, and like I, yeah, all these different. I'll, yeah, I might have that on tape. Uh, I don't have that on tape, but yeah, it, uh. it, was, it really sucked to buy the same yeah. album like three or four different times, different ways. But seeing Sam Goodies really brought me back. Yeah. I was like, oh, nostalgia. It is so good. Uh. Um, Peter, <laughs> again, I'm a big. This, uh, is, this, this, Peter, is, this just... is Peter's dumb dumb moment. So Peter tries to get all sneaky by suddenly he goes into the store uh, and goes to like down the, like the opposite aisle that the security guy's on. So basically, there's the row of CDs in between them, and he's like, "I'm gonna be all subtle here. I'm gonna oh look, there's the big round security mirror hanging on the ceiling. So I'm just gonna aim my camera at the mirror and take a picture of that." Which, which yeah. And so, he has a large cannon. He has like a large cannon camera too. It's not like they didn't make like a freaking point and shoot back yeah, then like exactly yeah, that's my like, point like you idiot first of all the sound of the clicking camera gives you away you're like oh he's standing right he's there like two like, feet away from you this idiot like all you had to do was stand at the entrance to the store and use your zoom use your lens you're a fucking photojournalist you tell me you don't know how to zoom your camera like this is the dumbest fucking dum 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 Maybe Sam Goodies was like, the only way you can film this shit, this scene, is if you're actually in Sam Goodies and you show the inside of the store. Because I don't understand otherwise. He could have gotten just a a better picture, actually, than what he gets if he would have just stood at the entrance and zoomed in his camera and taken a picture. He's a rookie. Yeah. Peter's a rookie. um, The click of the camera clearly gives him away. And uh, the slick-backed earring man is not happy to have his picture taken. Um, <laughs> oh, so, he's not happy he's not at happy. all. So, oh, he's this is where serious. I go my camera range, so I'm going to skip over that. Um, so th- this leads to an awesome mall <laughs> foot chase. That, I love that you had a camera rant. <laughs> I did. Um, but my God, this foot chase is so great. Uh, this the, movie has everything. It does you fucking know, everything. Wild chases um, with a bad guy dressed up as security. I'm going to talk the about mall. just a few, few, Please do. few moments of this foot chase. Because it goes on for a while. It's big. Some of the best parts are when Peter runs by, you know, it, they do the thing of like, he, he, there's a, like a stock boy pushing like a big oh, dolly yeah. full of boxes and Peter runs right between him and the wall or something like that. And the stock boy moves, which then the security guard runs into and they trips over the boxes, all that slowing him up. And the stock boy's like, hey, you man, the guy, get off the security guard's face. And the security guy just like, fuck it, punches, like 
hits the guy over the head with a nightstick. This poor stock boy, like, whap, get out of my way. Definitely a discreet move by yeah, a guy who's discreet. walking around setting fires and who doing illegal shit. Who, and then he doesn't want to be seen or he does no. not do anything subtly at all. But let's push a bunch of people down the escalator. Yes. And... and then... The next, my, my favorite this part is, of all oh, of this. Oh, I know is, what you're going to say. It's my favorite, too. So the funny part. <laughs> <laughs> so it's basically some pure ridiculousness. So Peter runs into an elevator. And it's one of those outside elevators, right? It's a glass, right? glass, it's a glass, glass yeah. elevator. It's, it's not in a shaft. It's just an outdoor it's one. that mall elevator. Yes. And <laughs> the, door, the, the, the security guard comes running up. The doors, he gets his arm like, but the, he pulls his arm back because the doors are closing. So doors close. He's like, oh, I'm safe. <laughs> Elevator starts going up, all right? Remember, it's going up. Up. And that's fucking... <laughs> <laughs> as soon as the doors close, it goes up. For a moment, it's all quiet and good. But then the security guard pops down <laughs> into view because somehow he's got on top of the elevator. He swings down into view, like growling and snarling and appearing like... Through the glass walls of the escalator. <laughs> He like he just like all of a sudden falls down upside down like rawr. <laughs> I think he makes that How did sound. He get up there? I don't know. How did, he, get How up did there? he pop up there before that thing went up? Yes. Like it's not like he waited it for it to pass him and he jumped on no. it. He, he had to climb up. He had to somehow climb up enough, jump onto the elevator. What was he thinking was gonna happen? Like he <laughs> He just rode it up. He better just I mean, like, run up the stairs and wait there for the doors to open. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. No, that's he is like that is my favorite scene of this whole movie. It's that is my worst. favorite scene of the whole. How did he get, get up there so quickly? <laughs> and so nobody the- else is doing anything about this. Like nope. these two. So the it's shoppers there's no suspense here. It's just but like the music is suspenseful. Oh, the music is so good. Uh, so, so this, after he gets the elevator doors open and Peter takes off Ryan Green, the chase continues uh, for a while. A long time. But finally, Peter spots the mayor walking around yep. with someone. He rushes up to her saying, hey, mayor, I need to take some more pictures uh, of you for the paper, blah, blah, blah. So seeing Peter with the mayor, slick back earring guy, just kind of like, all right, like, mm-hmm, you got this round. I'll get you next. And just kind of walks away. And just kind of walks away. Yep. Uh, what? <laughs> 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 he doesn't even know who Peter is or why he took his picture or anything about it, but he committed to that chase. He was like, bitch, I will get you. Climb this elevator. Maybe he's the only type of people who's like, you know, the camera takes your soul or something. Like, fuck you, I want my soul back. I don't know. Like, why? No pictures. No paparazzi. We cut to Melody working at Sluice. Again, Baddie's watching her from his sewer lair. Um. Oh, and you know, this, at this point, fuck what the fuck. Everyone should know at this point the baddie is Eric. So yeah, hell, it's in the fucking title of the movie. I know, Eric, 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 so Eric. It's Eric. Um, Susie shows up, showing Melody the newspaper of them on the front page with the mayor, that, and, yeah. and then she leaves. We're famous. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jump back to Buzz working his ice cream and frozen yogurt shop. He stops Susie as she goes by. He gives her another free yogurt as she walks away. Susie finds it. Get ready for another rant coming up here, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Susie finds an eyeball in her yogurt. Of course, she thinks it's fake. 
and plays off as Buzz being Buzz. She picks the eyeball out of her yogurt and just tosses just, it like, on the floor. Flicks it away. And, she, and it goes about her business. She never throws out the cup of yogurt, which has fucking blood in it. And she just keeps eating so it. She, she ate the bloody yogurt. And this is where I'm going on my rant. I have to mention the fact that someone, some, we don't know who, but somebody picked up that open <laughs> box of frozen yogurt mix. It's probably Buzz. With an eyeball in it. And took it all the way from the back of the maintenance hall, down the corner, to wherever this yogurt stand is, put the mix uh, into (laughs) the machine, machine. but first had to take the eyeball out of the box, make the yogurt, then put the eyeball back into the tub where you scoop the yogurt out of. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's the only way that would have happened. Yep, I worked worked at it. I I can confirm. I worked at Dairy Haven, which is a awesome uh, little ice cream shop that's been open for over 50 years in Caseyville, Illinois. I know you worked at Dairy Haven. I did. I worked there for many years, and they make their own um, orange sherbet. You should go check it out. Uh, They do not support this podcast, but... (laughs) But, you, and it is, it's soft serve. So you put like a mix into a machine and then it goes through the machine. There's no way that that eyeball is going to go through yeah. that machine and come and freeze and come out. Somebody had to put it in there. Yeah. So that is, did I, Buzz, I mean, was Buzz, Buzz just Buzz like, like, oh, oh fake I, eyeball. Huh? Yeah, like, like what? Like Buzz would be like, that's not my eyeball. Why is it eyeball? And if it wasn't Buzz, then that means some other random guy who worked there saw the eyeball and didn't do anything about it, but literally took it out of the box, then put it into the tub manually. Like, I would put it in this tub so somebody would scoop it out and put it in a bowl for somebody. I don't think the manager of that shop really yeah. cares who they hire. Maybe, maybe they're not hiring <laughs> Yeah, very he well. hired Paulie Short. The hiring uh, criteria isn't very high there. <laughs> but I'm like, it's, it's insane to think about that. It don't it, work it, that it, way. It, doesn't. it just doesn't work that way. So... <laughs> But it is funny how she kind of like picks it up and throws it out, and then she's like, "Oh!" Which and also she just means keeps either, eating the ice cream with the. Ugh. It also means either one, a janitor would have to come by and sweep up and clean up an eyeball layer, or somebody's walking around and steps on an eyeball. I mean, that eyeball is out there on the middle of the floor now of a mall, just rolling around, being an eyeball. I don't know. You can find all kinds of crazy shit yeah, in the true. mall. I don't um, know. <laughs> so I don't... we cut back to Melody cleaning up the restaurant. Uh, she plays. I want to talk about Sluice later. I, I, we'll talk about that later. She plays the jukebox, and the song comes on, which we played earlier. It's the same song that Eric was wa- listening to while he watched the video. Right. Um, I, okay, go keep so, going. Yeah, okay. Um, in comes Peter telling that, hey, I saw that earring guy and snapped some pictures of him. And Melody's like, starts telling about all the weird stuff that's been happening. We're like, oh, I played the jukebox and this song came on and the orchids and the dress and blah, blah, blah. This is all weird. And, and she's like, this is my and Eric's song. Mm-hmm. This sad ass song <laughs> is their song. Yeah, that, I thought that's like why this song. This is a that's terrible like, song. That's like saying that uh, Sarah McLaughlin's "Arms of the Angels" <laughs> uh, is like your wedding song. Like, let's have our. No offense to anybody that really likes that song that did that, but like seriously, that is a. They put that song like next to like starving an- pictures of starving animals and starving kids in Africa and. Sickly, mangy God, dogs that, that like about to be killed. Like, why is this yeah. your song? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whatever, everybody, whatever. Is yeah. it a different lyric? I can't tell. No. Again, it's the theme. It's, it's the, the theme yeah. song. Yeah. All right. Sorry. So <laughs> that really bothered me. I was like, no, I, it bothered me too. Like this is a terrible song. Like <laughs> they just happen to pick. I like, guess there's a scene later where like 
where they just make it out the first time they made out or had sex yeah. and this song happened to be playing. So like, well, that's mean, our song now. That happened. That sucks. <laughs> that's your song. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Memories. Um, we cut to the mayor walking around Ken Forey telling him about Melody's attack the other night in the parking lot. Yeah. Um, I can't... Is this her idea of reporting it to the police? Yeah, after all the mall security guard. Like, <laughs> do the cops in this in this town now work as security guards? Is that I their don't... new job? Like, also, why is the mayor always in the mall? Oh, she Should really she be wants... like off in her mayor's office doing actual city politicking business shit, taking care of the town? She's always in the fucking mall. Maybe she's taking all of her business meetings now at the food at the court. Mall, at, at the, the food, food court. <laughs> Have you been? <laughs> Have you seen the pretzel shop? Sabaros, man. They're you gotta get some Sabaros. <laughs> Seriously, the ma- mayor practically lives in this mall. mall. Every scene, she's in the mall. Can we go back to that? Like, mel- back to the scene in the restaurant. What, like, Peter knows so much about what happened to Melody. It's a little suspicious. It's a little stalkerish. Yeah. It's a little yeah, worrisome. And like he really seems hung up on a chick with a lot of baggage. Like yes. he really wants a chick. And she again does not seem concerned about the fact that she was attacked in the parking lot. No. Obviously she was saved <coughs> per se, but I wouldn't still wouldn't feel safe. Like yeah. Why is she there? Why is she back there? Back there already. Uh, but you're right. Peter's, like, he's got maybe, I don't want to say daddy issues, because maybe he's got, like, a weird complex where, like, he thinks he's the daddy? And, like, he looks at her and is like, this is my the little girl I have to protect, or uh, I can fix her, or I, it's ooh, weird. Fix like, issues. That's yeah, not good. I, I don't Peter. know. But it's right. Like, he knows way too much about this than he should. <laughs> um so, anyway, sorry to go back. No, it's fine. Uh, fast forward. Hit the fast forward button. Um, so Mayor and, and Forty are they're talking about the the, the, the attack, uh, Melody's attacker, as they pass the piano man playing for a small group of elderly, elderly shoppers. Um, as Mayor and Forty pass, the piano man says, uh, it's time for his break. He gets up and heads to the bathroom. Um, <laughs> Excuse me, ladies. So... In the bathroom, piano man, um, you know, well, don't sings we... a song. You know, he sings a song. He's a piano man. Oh, he's... He's singing a song tonight. Why is he here? Why... <laughs> Thanks, Marshall. People are putting bread in his jar and saying, man, what are you doing here? I bet people request that song all the time, and he's like, damn it, I hate that song. <laughs> I hate this fucking song. <laughs> um, good one. Good one. I was like, what? No, I don't know what's happening. What? Um, so... I'm sorry, what were you going to say? I was going to say, before he goes into the bathroom, don't we see the scene? Don't we see another scene before he goes? Does it cut straight to him going to the locker room? I think I wrote my notes down. He goes to the bathroom. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember locker rooms, but he goes to the bathroom. Uh, A bathroom, yeah. He goes to a bathroom, and he takes off his tux coat, and we see he's bleeding profusely from a shoulder wound. Um, What? What? Yeah, I'm like, (laughs) wait a minute. Um... Um, so he didn't so, go home after he decided to attack someone in the parking lot <laughs> and, like, dress your wound? Does he live at the mall? Maybe he just lives in that tux and he lives in the mall. Piano playing the mall does not pay a lot, I'm sure. 
But he didn't like put a band aid on that you. That's shit. That's my point. Like, why is he? It's like no band aid, nothing. Just, I'm just gonna let this bleed for. A while. I'm, does, I'm all right. Does he wear the tux under his raper uniform? Yeah. And he just like <laughs> left it on. He just pulled that sucker out and was like, back to playing piano. Yeah. So. <sighs> He's just going to sit down and take a shit. Yep. I don't know. Like, Meanwhile, Eric is in one of the maintenance areas. Okay, and, this is... This and he is, yeah. opens up um, one of like these sewer plumbing pipes yeah, valve that's... or something. And next one, we see a tied burlap sack <laughs> with something moving inside. Does it growl? Did it growl? <laughs> it's like... Rawr, rawr, rawr. Uh, Billy <laughs> is it a rat? <laughs> what is it? Uh... Billy Joel is sitting on the toilet, and <laughs> the power in the bathroom goes out. He pulls out a lighter, lights it, and that's when we see a motherfucking King Cobra rise up between his legs, coming up from the toilet bowl. Like, are you fucking kidding me? This movie is bonkers. Okay. This is insanity. Okay, but the best part the of yes, the snake ahead. is that... <laughs> Again, I mentioned we saw the bag move and we heard it growl. Yeah. And when the snake pops up, it growls like a lion. It's like, roar. I don't remember that. I remember hissing or something like that. Like, it hit, it goes to hiss. Like, I watched it with the uh, captions on, and the caption says, hiss. And I was like, that wasn't a fucking hiss. That was not a hiss. That was like a lion sound. it's a monster i love it so we get the the first we get the close-up of the cobra hissing or growling (laughs) whatever um but the best part is when we get the wide shot of 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 billy joel sitting on the toilet and the i swear the key the cobra goes from cobra to like a black sock puppet between his legs (laughs) (laughs) so he got like a man in a sock puppet between his legs sitting on the toilet (laughs) the sock puppet lunges at Piano Man, bites into his dick. The Piano Man's like, no! It shouldn't be a rapist. <laughs> and dies. And I'm like, what a fucking way to go out. This is 100% a first on this show. We've never had death by Cobra bite to a dick really? while sitting on a shitter. Really? That surprises me, actually, because I... I feel like that would be a kill that's been used before. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Not had King Cobra bite to a dick while sitting on a shitter. Amazing. That has never happened. Amazing. I'm, I'm really, laughing my ass off. I am really Loving impressed it. by the intelligence of this snake, too, that it Thank knew. That, that's my other point. Like I can't... smell shit. I'm coming to get you. I smell your blood. <laughs> it is like a shark snake. So it's coming. Like, how did, like, the odds of that are so... <laughs> So minuscule that Eric puts the snake into the pipes. Fine, but what if that snake finds the exact toilet pipe to go up to find that the to- piano man's sitting on? The exact right toilet. Where the hell did Eric get, get a, cobra? a cobra? That's another question. Because if the mall pet store, <laughs> pet store selling is King selling cobras. King Cobras, <laughs> I mean, I know people are irresponsible in the eighties. At the very end of this movie, that is sold in a fucking monster that shouldn't be. So maybe this one is selling King Cobras. You can get everything at this mall. <laughs> everything you want. Is that this Could you imagine a random mom? teenager working in a pet store handling a King Cobra? Yeah. Mommy, I want that one. And the kid's like, oh shit, uh. I gotta get the Cobra out. <laughs> I, I cry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
We jump back. That's to, a good one. <laughs> we jump back to Sluice, which uh-huh. is now not just a bar and restaurant, but also a fucking nightclub. Oh, it's a nightclub, baby. They're partying. That's my point. So, so the very first time we see Melody and Sluice getting the job, it's a straight up bar. It's a nice looking bar, like wooden it's bar, fancy, very, very yeah. fancy bar. There's like a bust of like Sherlock Holmes on the end of the bar. Um, all like dark wood, very nice. But then we see her working not as a bartender or sir, she's working like a waitress in like a restaurant that looks nothing like the oh, bar. No. And now it's not just a bar and restaurant, it's also a like a nightclub. Because yeah. it's got like disco lights going, there's a dance room, it's packed with people dancing. I'm trying to think though, because like back in back then, like malls had full scale restaurants in them too. Like, uh, like TGI Fridays well, they used still to be. Do. In I a mean, mall. like the galleries like, are like Cheesecake Factory and the Olga's exactly. with the mall, so, the restaurant. Oh, yeah, I used Olga. to love to oh, love Olga's. Oh, Olga's. Oh, R.I.P. So, so sad. Yeah. But yeah, so I can see where this could be a thing, but, but not it's the really, nightclub part. The nightclub that's, that's, part is I, weird. I get the bar rest. I get the restaurant. I've never seen a yeah. bar in a mall that I've never seen. Like I've I, seen bars now. In I mean, malls. Cheesecake Factory, you get alcohol, yeah, but like I've never seen like just a straight up bar. I well no actually they're like associated with restaurants I yeah. guess like it I've was seen a bar it. restaurant but yeah but like, seriously I've never seen a nightclub <laughs> in the mall I was too young to go to bars in the eighties yeah Meh, you know um so hmm. so they're at they're, they're here. dancing this loud music Buzz is trying to dance with Susie but she's like nope not having it um Peter shows up pulls Melody aside to show her the pictures he took of slick back earring guy um. While they talk, we see Eric spying on them via his video monitors from his lair. Because there's they, security cameras that's there, what I'm saying. How many fucking cameras does this place have in the oddest locations? Because, like, Melody and Peter aren't out in the mall, like, the shopping area. They're sitting at a table in this restaurant, bar, nightclub. But there's like, the security cameras now is, like, zoomed in so tight on them. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. It's so weird, like, these cameras. Maybe Playing. Eric is now a audiovisual technician, uh, technician yeah. and has placed, you know, his maybe his own robbing, robbing the Radio Shack and just like <laughs> maybe <laughs> putting the shit up. Maybe he's got to be able to watch Melody. He's obsessed. Uh, seeing them together pisses off Eric, who decides he has to go pump some iron while looking at himself oh, in the mirror. Oh man! Uh, after like a few like curls or something, he just punches the mirror with a it. ten pound weight. A ten pound. It is only a ten. That's pound. That's what I lift. <laughs> like I do. Is, he was going for muscle endurance, not mass, okay, I guess. Okay, I guess, I guess. Um, so, yeah, he punches the mirror, <laughs> shattering it, which I was like, oh, the mirror. That's another kind of callback. I wish that he would have done something more with that. Yeah. Like, a little more family opera tie-in. Like, you could, like, the, 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 the secret passage in the mirror type thing or something. Yeah. But he's like, all we get a mirror is him punching it. Um, kind anyway, of a stretch. Yeah, very big stretch. Uh, it's like not even leaking. It's just my nerdy... No, I got it. Phantom I, yeah, uh, I got opera it. obsession. Oh, mirror. And like, oh, then I was like, man, they should have done something with a mirror in this movie to really tie it in. Um, mm. Now we go to Justin, who is eyeing Susie as she works in the clothing store. Uh, the store closes. Susie's on her way out. She gets cut off by Jason. He starts aggressively 
hitting on her and just won't stop no matter how many times Susie says no. Can we talk to you about what Justin is wearing? So he's wearing... Justin. He never changes clothes. No, he's wearing... He is really partial to the Canadian tuxedo. And why are bad guys always, in 80s movies, always (laughs) wearing the Canadian tuxedo? And this one is he's wearing the sleeveless vest. Like the denim vest with the black t-shirt rolled up underneath. And then like the stonewashed jeans that match the vest. Which I think had holes in Yeah, holes in the knees. I mean, total bad boy. Kind of like long, kind of mullet hair, long kind, black hair, mm-hmm. down, he's down to his shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he wears fingerless gloves, too. He does. Uh, the black fingerless gloves. Yeah, he, he is cliche 80s bad guy, yeah. at, at, or high school asshole guy. Yes. Um, so, while all this goes on, Eric is watching his lair, and he's getting really fucking pissed at it for some reason. I don't understand why he's so mad at this, but he does, and he starts like punching his chair's armrest. Like, I don't, okay, dude, calm down. I mean, it's not Melody sitting on. I don't, I, I really don't understand why he got so mad here. Maybe because he knows that that's Melody's friend. Maybe. And like I, I don't know. It's weird. Um, Susie gets saved when Harv walks up, demanding to know why, what is going on here. He yells at Justin to get the hell out of his mall. I don't want you to see you again until after the opening ceremony. I'm like, dude, which one? You've had like three. <laughs> which yeah. opening ceremony are you talking about? Justin leaves uh, to start. Fucking with other customers as he walks out, he's like, like, like getting in people's face. And he's his, like smoking a cigarette. Yeah. Well, but you could smoke in malls. Yeah, so and he, he does wander past and pick on some customers as he passes a Victoria's Secret. Oh um, yeah, I that. noticed that. I was like, oh, Victoria's Secret's been around a long time. Yeah, I forgot. Oh man, they've been in a mall that long. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he just so happens to find a skateboard in the middle of the aisle. Huh, so random. He takes it. Just takes a skateboard. Was this set up? Was this set up as like a diversion? That's what I'm like. Was this supposed a setup? Like, did Eric put this there, or is this some kid leaving? I was like, it's mine now. I mean, that is like your '80s dream, right? To like find ride a skateboard, find a skateboard, find a skateboard a and just ride it around in, in the mall. mall. Yeah, that is the, the '80s dream. <laughs> <laughs> so now the mall completely closed. We see Eric making his way through the air ducts, then to Justin, who for some reason is still in the mall skateboarding, even though it's closed. Doing a little Bart Simpson. Yep. Eric pops up at the top of an escalator with a lasso <laughs> made of rope. And you kind of get to see a little bit of his face now. Yeah, you kind of see the mask. He's wearing the face of mask. You kind of see this, like, weird, yeah. Well, that's, I, I, let's explain that. Because like, we, we mentioned at the very beginning, he takes a mannequin's head. So that's basically yeah. what he does. He, he, like, cuts off the mannequin's head into the half yeah. family opera face mask. It's, yeah. So it's a mannequin's head. Which I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I, that's that's a good... Like link to the Phantom and like where it gets to that. Oh, use a mannequin. I can get that. Like kudos for you guys. That's mm-hmm. that's a smart way to do it. I'll give you credit. Um, so yeah. So Eric shows up at the top of the escalator with a fucking lasso made of rope. <laughs> oh, um, Eric is just or Justin is just skateboarding around, um, doing tricks, doing tricks. And, and, and at the bottom of the escalator, uh, Eric starts swinging the lasso over his head like a fucking <laughs> helicopter. Cute, <laughs> cute Petey Pablo here. I forgot to load that on up. So. Oh, man. Yeah, Petey Pablo, swing around the helicopter, South Carolina. Uh, there you South go. South Carolina. Um, he then flings the lasso at Justin, who is skateboarding at the bottom, but does not somehow see Eric. I don't know how he doesn't I, see him. Because Eric is good at both the art of ninja, ninjutsu, yeah. ninjutsu ninja and branch. wrangling cattle. Yes. <laughs> He's the ninja oh, cowboy. <laughs> um, the lasso wraps, again, perfectly around Justin's Ooh. neck in one throw. And again, I got called bullshit on this shot, but I still fucking loved it. Eric then shoves the end of the rope down into (laughs) the escalator. So the escalator, as it turns, starts eating up the rope. 
It's like everybody's fear, right? Yeah. Getting caught up in the escalator, like the, don't yeah, you? Yeah, the shoelace in the escalator. Yeah. Um, so Eric, uh, I'm sorry, Justin gets dragged up the escalator by the tightening oh lasso rope God. around his neck. I'm like, oh God, please tell me we're going to see Justin get sucked into the, and shred into an escalator. I'm like, please tell me. But sad that doesn't happen. All that happens is that when Justin reaches <sighs> the top, he gets his neck snapped and coughs up mouth blood. Can we talk about, too, that, like, he rode all the way up the escalator. All the way. He could not stand up at a certain point and, like, <laughs> get, like run up. They, like, drag him the entire length of the escalator. could have just stood up. And they build it, and I'm, like, waiting for suspense. And then he's just, like... Yeah, mouth blood. I was really hoping they were going somehow. He was going to like his face shredded off, or he was going to go into the escalator. But no, it's just a neck snap from the tightening of the rope and mouth blood. I know. uh, But that's still another first for a show: death by escalator. Excellent. Unless you can verify this, unless someone got off in the chopping mall by the escalator, but I don't think that happened. No, that did not happen. Did not think so. It did not happen. So this is a first. All right. So. you, you you said you, you had something you wanted to say about Chopping Mall, though, real So, quick. yeah. So, we, we just said that Chopping Mall, nobody died by escalator in Chopping Mall. And it's really funny because Chopping Mall was all about robots chasing these kids around yeah. in this mall. And they realized, the makers of that movie, that if they didn't, if they couldn't get the kids up and down the escalator, it wouldn't be scary. Like, mm-hmm. if the robots. So, they really only filmed a few scenes of robots being able to go yes, up the I, escalator. I can remember coming on the, the one and, scene with yeah. the, 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 the robot coming up the escalator. We're like, how the fuck did that thing fit on an escalator? It was so big. They, they did talk about that. One that but like, they were like, they, but but that was one of the things that Chopping Mall did really well. They thought about, we we have to make this suspenseful enough. We, ha- we have to add this for the suspense. Otherwise, it's just people, that, that it's not scary. It's right. not scary. Kind of, like those kids couldn't leave them all. These kids can leave <laughs> the mall. They can just leave at any point. Just wanted to put that in there. But that Justin, is a solid point. Yeah. Never once in this entire movie is the mall like ever locked and sealed. They can leave They're whenever never they want. They don't have to come back. <laughs> they don't. Keep they, that in mind. That is very good point. They you never were almost have to come raped back. in the parking lot. <laughs> you could have called off the next day. Yep. Uh-huh. It's mean, also very confusing. Speaking of coming back, like how many days? Like you never really understand how much time passes in this. No. Like, it could be a month. It could be two days. It could be a week. Like it's it's all we know is at least one day passed because it goes from the opening or two days. We know at least two days pass. You have the opening scene with the opening ceremony right. where everybody gets hired. Then that night comes. She gets almost raped. Next day, she's back to work. And then the only other time we know another day happens is when we, when we get to the 4th of July ceremony at the end. Exactly. So we know at least three days. But those that could have been a month in between things, a week in between. We don't know how long this stuff, this stuff happened before we get to the 4th of July thing. Right, because we also see Eric like circling the 4th of July yeah, in the beginning, yeah. like dun, dun, dun in the calendar. And it's on Jul- like it, the month that shows is July. that July. Yeah, that's true. But you don't really know. We don't yeah. really. Yeah, we yeah no that's idea. a good point. Like, we have no idea. What, how long so here's another weird thing about the mall. So we go back to Sleuth, which is still packed with people dancing, which makes, like I said, no fucking sense because no. the mall is supposed to be closed now. And I also mentioned that we saw Buzz trying to dance with Susie. But then we see Susie, who's wearing a totally different outfit, working and clo- closing up the store she works at just minutes later. 
So also in this scene, Melody and Peter exit Sleuths. They're wearing completely different clothes as well. When they exit, the, when, when Peter shows up says, hey, I got these pictures. Wearing completely different outfits. Because Melody's wearing her... Uh, her, work. her work outfit, yeah. her waitress uniform. Peter's wearing like a totally different shirt or sport coat. When they exit, he's wearing like a, sl- a striped shirt uh, with no sport coat, and she's wearing. Grant, she could change her clothes for, uh, right. but she's wearing like that. I think is that that sweater dress thing or something. Or no, she's wearing like a little lacy white shirt with like I don't know. It's completely I didn't even it's weird. That. That was so good. I have no idea what's happening because the mall's supposed to be closed, but Susie was at with dance with. Buzz and once he's wearing one outfit, and then she's at her clothing store closing it, wearing a completely different outfit. Yeah. It's so weird here. Like, what? what is – there's no continuity. I don't understand if this is supposed to be the same night, then they fucked up here. But if it's supposed to be a different night, then they really fucked up and conveying that – the day, time, conveying that clearly. Um, I think they had too much dialogue that really didn't move the story yeah. along, and they had to just cut stuff out. And I then, don't know. It doesn't – yeah. But then there's also a shot of Eric dragging Justin's body through the air ducts, which, again, makes me think it's the same day slash night as yeah. before. So everything's he all does messed like up to and drag, He does like to drag the bodies through the air ducts. We do see that same scene a couple of times. Yes. Um, anyway, it cuts the melody of Peter in his car – uh, she tells him all about what happened the night oh of the fire. Oh, my God. This cues the big flashback of Ooh. Melody and Eric at Eric's house. Um, Eric rips a flyer slash nose from the front door. Something uh, It's from the big developers that want to buy the house and the land so they can tear it down and build a new mall. Mm-hmm. But Eric's family refuses to sell. They head up to his room where they make out on his bed. They're revving up the bus to pound town. But then Eric stops asking if he sm- she smells something. Also, I think this is where they that that song is playing again. I think yes, in the background of this. the theme is playing. Yep. And also, so she's narrating this. She's telling all yes. of this to Peter because yeah. Peter's like, I can't tell you or I can't help you unless you tell me everything yeah. that happened. Like, yep. why do you well, need to know about her sexy time yeah. with her ex-boyfriend? She's like, 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 she's like do you really want to hear this? dead like, boyfriend. Like, like, I know you have a crush on me, but do you really want to hear about my yeah, sex? Do you my really want to hear like, about this? Yes, yes, I, yes do. I do. <laughs> I need to know it. Let me look at you seriously and intensely. Man. I didn't know how you are in bed. Are you a dead fish? Yeah, are, you who, a fire, are you a firecracker? I, I didn't know what I'm those, getting into. Those stunt boobs. <laughs> those stunt and boobs. she even says she was like, he was really, Eric was really upset that night when he she, he like saw the eviction notice, but he really was sweet that night. Mm-hmm. He was very sweet. Like, okay, like, yeah. you did it. You're in high school. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> like, like, um, so Eric's like, hey, she, he stops making out there. He's like, do you smell something? He gets up, goes over to his bedroom door, opens the bedroom door, and gets blasted in the face uh, by yeah. fire, <laughs> like full of like, backdraft style. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Everything explodes. Yes. There's like a bomb, but that's not what happens. <laughs> um, he, uh, so he helps Melody crawl out his bedroom window, second story window, as the fire spreads into his room. As he helps her out, a flaming bookcase falls on him. <laughs> oh. Melody loses... Uh, falls out of his grip, but she catches herself on the gutters for a bit before, and but she ends up falling. I don't know, maybe t- all of ten feet to the ground, but mm-hmm. somehow gets knocked unconscious from that. Um, <laughs> when she comes to, she sees the slick-backed earring guy uh, standing over with a can of gas as sirens are heard in the background. Earring guy tries to set her on fire by lighting a match. By lighting a One match, match, but the match he can't get the match light, so he runs off as the sirens get closer. And Eric's house burns down 
and that ends the flashback. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, Peter starts piecing, putting all the pieces together, and then he's, uh, he's like, Angie knows, like, I know what's going on. I got this figured out. Like, he's like, sh- okay, that was all I needed. Now yep. I have it. Yep. <laughs> have solved like, Harv, the mystery. Yeah, he's like, Harv is covering up for Earring Guy, that Posner Harv, hired Earring Guy to burn down Eric's house because the parents wouldn't sell it, and then turned around and hired him as a security guard. A lot of speculation happening yep. here. Mm-hmm. Melody starts thinking that maybe Eric didn't really die in the fire, which would explain all the weird shit that's mm-hmm. been happening to her. Peter um, buys that really well, too. He's like, he doesn't push back on that at all. No. He's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, what's his first suggestion? He's like, hey, well, let's go dig up his grave. Find he out said, for sure. He says, I there's, lo- <laughs> there's only, he goes, there's only one way yes, to know. Yes, only one for way. Sure. And she's like, what? And he's like, we have to dig up his body. And she's like. It. Like her reaction to that is like, eh, I don't really want to. It's like, yeah, like it's I was like, gonna wash my like, hair. It's like, do you feel like going for a Chinese suit tonight? Or it's you want to like, dig eh, up your ex boyfriend? I, like I know you're Mexican. feeling a lot of trauma. <laughs> you like almost passed out when you saw some orchids in your locker. But let's go dig up your ex boyfriend's grave. Does that yeah. sound good? And what also, a first date. Yes. What a great first date. <laughs> first date. I also love the fact he jumps straight to digging up graves. Not yes. like, let me go research this. Let me go check for death certificates no, no. or any other records. Just straight to basically grave robbing. Grave <laughs> robbery. <laughs> jumps right Let's there. Dig it up. Um, <laughs> what? So that's when Slickback Earring Guy pops up, rips Ew. Peter out of the car Orders Melody to get out too. He holds both of them. He has them both pressed up against the car. How did they not see him? Yeah, exactly. Did he army crawl like, across the parking lot? This guy is not lot? small. He's not subtle. We've seen that in any way. <laughs> but he just sneaks up out of nowhere. You just see the gun. Bam. Yeah. Uh, he manhandles and roughs up Peter a little bit. Uh, but Peter then snaps a surprise picture of him. The flash blinds Slick Power back. of the photographer. Blinds him with the flash, which is enough time for Peter and Melody to get back in the car and race off. <laughs> and this leads oh. to a fucking parking garage car chase. Sweet vehicle chase. Between Peter, Melody, Earring Guy, and even Ken Forey gets in <laughs> on the action. Yeah, that's the other thing. The security guard, <laughs> uh, guard obviously just threatened them with a gun. Yes, with a gun. He's like... Being, he is definitely not who he says he is, but he calls on the radio. The other security yeah, guy, and he's like, "We gotta, we got a suspect in chase or whatever." Yeah. I'm like, "Oh my god!" It's and Peter's facial expressions. Oh my god! During the car chase, are absolute <laughs> Emmy gold. Like he should be winning an Oscar for his facial expressions uh, every time they because they keep like going to the car chase mm-hmm. and then they go back to his face and he's like Whoa, like Whoa, oh, oh. Ah, <laughs> wacky so it's during this thing we finally learned that Slickback Earrings guy's name or his last name is Volker so oh, okay. we learned his name is Volker um, anyway this chase scene is pretty fucking great it's, mm-hmm. it's they're swerving and crashing into parked wow. cars weaving in around it other moving cars crashing into each other. Are at they one like point, in a parking garage. Yes, they're okay. in a parking okay. garage. That's what makes it. At <laughs> one point, Peter swerves to avoid hitting a group of shoppers that are coming out. But Volker's like, "Fuck Watch that!" <laughs> Volker's like, "Fuck that!" He fucking sideswipes right into this one guy, and I gotta give this stuntman huge props because fuck this he car, this car sideswipes the guy who gets like 
flipped. Oh yeah. He goes flipped up and over in a complete 360 in the air, and then uh, when he gets hit by the rear end of Volker's car before coming crashing face down on the concrete. <laughs> it's fucking brutal looking. It really like, is. Oh shit! That guy's gonna be in the hospital. He should be dead. But that is better man. than most of the kills that have happened in this movie so far. <laughs> so. As Peter and Eldie meg- exit the parking garage after all the wackiness, um, up pops Eric, who leaps down <laughs> onto the roof of Volker's car as he exits the garage. So Eric then starts uh, hammer fisting the windshield. And the, 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 Volker's just like, shit, yeah. shit, oh shit. Like, <laughs> that's his main line, like during the whole scene. Now, for some dumbass reason, Peter decides to, instead of just driving away down the road, for some reason, he decides, let's go through the construction barriers into a construction zone. Uh Volker follows. Eric rolls off the roof. He's like, I ain't doing this. He rolls off the roof and disappears (laughs) right as Volker's car gets launched airborne off a dirt ramp. Oh, hitting yeah. another car in midair before crashing back down on top of another car, then flipping over. It's epic. It's amazing. <laughs> Peter and Melody drive away as Volker climbs out from his car, which is now on fire all of a it's sudden. It's on fire. More fire. <laughs> Volker runs away from his car right as it fucking explodes. Oh, God. But then the car next to it also explodes. So we have... Explosion, chain reaction explosions. I'm like, God, this movie has fucking everything. It's amazing. They really spent the budget on that car chase. They really did. The pyrotechnic <laughs> the budget pyro. in this movie is through the roof. Uh, we ain't done yet. No. Nope. <laughs> so now they just cut to, we go straight from car chase to Grey Robin. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. get out of the car chase. And they go straight they go to the cemetery to, to dig the up cemetery. Eric's grave. They're not, they're not wasting any time. <laughs> I'm seriously. Did we also mention that Peter drives a station crushed wagon? orange station wagon from like the night early yeah, 1980s? Yeah, I forgot to mention yeah. Oh, that thing could really move in a parking garage. Yeah, it did. That, that boat was moving. Woo. Um, so Eric's digging up the grave. And Molly's like just sitting there. Melody's like, um... She's sure just like yeah, she's I just guess. sitting there. Yeah, she doesn't watching. She's not crying. She doesn't seem forlorn upset. or upset or even like really all the, that all the scared. memories of him coming back. Yeah, she's like not, whatever. Not emotional at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's just like totally about this. She might just, she might be like a psychopath or something. Just, I mean, she might just be emotionally dead. Yeah. Have like no emotion, just like a yeah. shell. Or maybe a husk she just of a person. really wants to get Peter in maybe. bed and <laughs> Um, so they dig up the coffin, open it up, and of course they find it empty. Um, now I have questions about this too. Let's see see where where we meet up here. Because first, like, why are they burying an empty coffin? Right. Who did that? Right. If Eric's parents were killed in the fire and he too was assumed dead, then who buried him? Right. Also, now that I think that, um, how did no one pick up on the fact that his body was never found at the house, Mm -hmm. assuming his parents' bodies were? That would be something that they would say. Yes. Uh, that would be something that she would mention. Yeah. At least you would think. Or the reporters. Like, or right. like the fire or medical investigators who did it should be fired. Because this makes zero sense. Like how do you just. You would find his a third body there. And if you're doing any type of. Oh, whose house is. Okay Eric. How many residents. Okay we got mom and dad and Eric. Okay well we got two dead bodies. Where's the third? Well we need to find the son. Well somebody look up. Well we never found him. Okay so he's obviously not dead. 
or we never can't declare him dead. There should be no death certificate. Then it, it's just an aunt and uncle who buried the empty casket. Why would the funeral morticianer say, like, here's a casket, just bury it? Wouldn't they check that? Like, none of this makes sense. None of it. Who would, why? How? It, I, it, I, it makes I, my brain hurt trying to connect these dots, which are in. Connectable. They, they they just keep moving around. You cannot connect these dots. I smell a cover up. I exactly. I smell a, I smell a cover up plot. You know what? Eric would be like seventeen, eight. He's the way he's smart enough to play. Like, how does they pull this off? If it is just him, does he have an aunt, uncle in on it too? Like how? How? Nothing. It, it, this wouldn't happen. No. There'd be too many people, too many coroners, police reporters to realize this guy is missing. Where? What happened to the kid? In this burnt down house. Yeah, somebody somebody would investigate it. Yes. Somebody would look into it. You would think that Peter would have already known this. That's and, a great point. If he's the photographic uh, and journalist investigator, he shouldn't he should have been in on it. But let's also talk about like right before he opens the coffin. Okay. He like looks up at her and he's like, Are you okay? Yeah. And <laughs> like, she's like, Yeah. <laughs> he's like, Okay, here All right, we go. Here we go. <laughs> what the fuck? No, I am not okay. <laughs> You're about to dig up my dead ex-boyfriend. Yeah. I don't want to, like, come on. I don't want to see any dead body. Yeah. Like, not a single tear. No. No. So, we're, <laughs> now we cut to Melody and Peter in the mayor's ha- living room. Yeah. To, so, so, they so, just, finally, so, they're <laughs> like, Let, where should we go? Let's go, Let's to, the go to the mayor's house. Like, Grant, it might be a smart time, but I, like, if I, I, I don't know where the mayor of our town is. I can't just drive to the mayor's house, knock on their doors, like, Hey, I got something to talk to you about. They're like, get the fuck out of my house. Call my office during business hours. We'll talk then. Like, who just goes to the mayor's house in the middle of the night? She is wearing a really uh, sexy and sweet satin yep. satin robe. because yes. sat- And her hair looks fantastic. Her hair is pristine her, all pristine. the time. Again, because she's Morgan Fairchild. I don't think she sleeps laying down. I think she's one of the people like, she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like yeah, straight, can't, can't ruin the hair at all. Just perfect. Yeah. Maybe she just likes, yeah. You got to think that, or like, yeah, <laughs> got to keep it all tight. Got to yes. keep it all. Yeah. They're really good friends though with the mayor. Maybe Melody just like really trusts her, you know, like, oh, so you're going to report my rape and I can just come to your house in the middle of the yeah, night. I guess, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, the mayor, they tell her everything like about Eric. They just spilled beans. But she's like, mm, I find that hard to believe. Like, until you like, <laughs> yeah. you, got, like you, you, you want to prove it, go find Eric. Like, no shit. You know, maybe just go find it. That should have been done a year ago. Find Eric. Find the missing dead kid. So, no shit find Eric to prove it. Anyway, she that's what she She doesn't say says. anything like, you guys seriously just robbed a grave? <laughs> that's another thing. They tell her. She's they the mayor. And she's like, does, like yeah. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. She's like, what the fuck? You're grave robbing? Oh, I need you. That's, like, that's a felony, I believe. You crazy kids. You get out of <laughs> here. Get out of here. So we jump to Volker, Volkar in Harv's office. Harv is giving Volkar the business for fucking up. And because Peter and Melody now know the truth, Volker's like, I'll fix it. Harv, still pissed, goes up to Volker saying, why don't you just wear a sign that says I did it? So help me God, that thing is coming off right now. Harv reaches out to grab the fish lure earring thing, but you don't fuck with a man's shiny fishing lure earring. <laughs> nope. Because Volkar grabs Harv's wrist, looks at him like the fucking Terminator or something, oh. <laughs> dead in the eyes and says, over my dead body it's oh, coming God. off. Oh. I'm like, God damn, what is so special about this freaking earring? Nothing. Like, I was just going to say, what? <laughs> you can't even, for like, and maybe 
his mother gave it to him. You know, I don't know. It's, but <laughs> but it's not that distinct. It's not. Every, it's in the 80s. Men, like, so men many, wore dangly earrings this in was the like 80s. 21 Jump Street. The giant yes. Oh. Everybody's wearing earrings at this time. Yes. Like, is this the source of his magical powers? Is he a lich? And the earring is his phylactery? I don't understand what's going on with this earring. Why is he so attached to it? But he loves it. He loves it. Anyway, we cut to another sexy time dream. Ooh, sexy fantasy um, again. Melody is same room, same fireplace. Melody is, She really loves satin sheets. She She's does. really all about it. Well, uh, nice and white satin. Oh. Only I think they're like beige satin. I don't know. But kind of pinkish. Pinkish satin. satin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um... So, Melly's getting on with Eric again in the same silky bed, blah, blah, blah. Um, as they make love, she looks up at Eric, and we see Eric lowers his head, like, out from view. And so, he lowers himself down to start uh, out of frame. Doing and when stuff. he comes back into frame, it's now Peter. Ooh. Um, seeming even happier now to be making love to Peter, she smiles all big. Peter leans down, starts kissing on her. But when he raises back up, now it's Volker. <laughs> And he's like, it's time, pretty lady. It's time, pretty lady. And Melly snaps awake again, covered in sweat. What is she eating before bed? So like, <laughs> I want to have drink. Like oysters and... Uh... Were you about to say limp asparagus? Uh, limp asparagus. Because that's... <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Aaron. Limp oh, wait. <laughs> that sounded bad, but Aaron will know what that means. <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. <laughs> um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, so now we go back to the maintenance room of the mall, one of them. Where Eric one is, of them. Where one Eric, of the many maintenance areas. So many. Eric is setting up a fucking bomb made of explosives. C, not just that, but it's C4. Oh, yeah. It's plastic. Where the fuck did he get this? Remember, like I said, this guy's 18 or 19 years old. He's a high school kid. Where, like, again, what, is there a mall store that's selling C4? Like, I mean, maybe. Where does he get his wonderful toys? I don't know. I mean, it's not like he can order them on the internet. There's yeah. No, like, <laughs> yeah, like. Is he meaning like was the the uh, uh, Persians in a mall in the mall parking lot to get his uranium? That's <laughs> uranium. exactly what he's doing. He's just meeting Persians exactly. in the mall parking lot, <laughs> making bomb threats. Doc Brown's in the back waiting his turn. <laughs> Pick a number, Doc Brown. I told you eight fifteen. <laughs> Eric was here first. Yeah, it's the plastic explosives. <laughs> um, we, we sold all those an hour ago. <laughs> <laughs> so we cut the melody oh, at work. She's cleaning off a table when she spots Volker sitting at a table smoking and watching. Again, her. why does she go back to work? Like all of the suspense She's that was save it for that college money. Uh, all the suspense that was built is now dead because you didn't have to go back there. There's like no reason that you're there. Of yeah. course you're gonna. See- he works there too. Yeah. That's like well, he's off. He's off duty because he's not wearing a security guard outfit at this point. This is his own personal time now. Well. <laughs> but still, yeah. I guess, why, why would go you back? go back? Just take the day off. Um, they Her lock, life was threatened. They lock eyes with each other. Then she takes off running to a payphone where she calls Peter. What? Not the cops. Not the no, no, not just, the I'm, mayor. I'm call, yeah, not the mayor. <laughs> I call Peter. Um, she tells Peter that she saw Volker, but gets cut off when Volker pops up behind her and oh, grabs yeah. her. Of course he does. Yep. That's he, why he's there. On he his manhandles day her, and I'm not sure about anyone else, but at this point, I thought they're about to make out because there's a really like, it's almost like foreplay to rough sex. Like there's a moment where it's like I've seen this lead to sex scenes in other movies. Uh-huh. Like there's some sexual tension here. 
like they're rough enough like get off me, get off me, but I love you and get off me, I'm gonna hate you. And then it's like they lock eyes and like I just wait like and they passionately kiss. Yes, and then you go into that passionate kiss. Like yeah. that's what it, it looks as like they're gonna happen here. But Volker pins her up against the wall. She spits in his face. Then knees him in the mm-hmm. junk, runs away. Volker reaches out, grabs her ankle, causing her to trip, allowing him to grab her again. He carries her uh, to a back room where the giant trash compactor thing what is. What is this area? Is yeah. this like a dock? Yeah, what it's is like it? a, yeah, I don't, loading dock area. I don't know, but there's a giant friggin' trash compactor. Oh, see, so. His whole plan to get rid of her now uh-huh. is to crush her in the trash compactor. I'm like, fuck, that seems a little excessive. But uh, he drags well, her over to the Well, fire isn't working too yeah, well with him. He, he has problems with matches. He so. can't do fire. He's not good at fire. He's not good at driving. He's not good at shooting. He's got to figure something else out. Uh, <laughs> he drags her over the machine. She's struggling. Volkar knocks her unconscious with a backhand yeah. strike. Just whack. Um, that has to hurt. At this time, Eric just drops down oh, from God. the stool like Batman again. Oh, God. Where I was he? <laughs> He's just, like, lurking up in the ceiling. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he just drops down like Batman. Eric walks up behind Volker, taps him on the shoulder, and when Volker turns around, get ready for this shit, he delivers a spinning oh. axe kick to Volker's face, which sends Volker falling face first. It was great form. It, that was a was great, great kick. Yeah, Whoever that guy was that was doing that martial Stop arts was yeah, great. great. Uh, so Volker <laughs> hits face first on the metal ledge and came back there and kind of knocks him silly for a second. Eric picks up Melody, takes her over to like the corner and... <laughs> Like, just kind of, like, leans her against the wall. Like, you just stay here. Yeah. Volker gets up, charges Eric. this is fantastic. But Eric senses him coming, because I guess he has spider sense, too, Mm -hmm. and does a reverse back kick to Volker's stomach. And now we get a full-fledged kung fu light fight scene. Oh, it's... It's not great kung fu, because Volker's not kung fu either, so it's kung fu light. Uh, But it's fucking great. (laughs) It, it, the best part, and I can't describe the whole thing, but the best part is the double leaping spin kick that oh. Eric does in succession back to back. And they just described like Van Damme, like yeah. blood sport level kung fu we're doing here. Yep. Volker at this point, tired of getting his ass kicked, grabs a fire axe, swings at Eric, who dodges out of the way of all oh. the swings, but pinned up against the. Uh, <laughs> Eric finds himself pinned up against the, the trash compactor. So Volker does a downward slice with the axe, and Volker catches the blade. Dang, Eric's like, whack. Eric catches the like, blade. catches it right yes. before it hits his face. Between, with the palms of his hands, trapping the blade between the palms. And not only that, he holds, Volker's like pushing down. Eric apparently has enough strength now with the palm of his hands to push up and push the axe away from him. Uh, then he stands up. Chops the axe out of Volker's hands and follows that up with a back fist strike to Volker's face. And goddamn, this is so amazing and ridiculous. This fight goes on. It During the fight, the power bump for the compactor gets hit. At this point, <laughs> Volker has Eric like yep. half in the compactor and is trying to hold him down so the compactor door will come down <laughs> on top of him, killing him. Oh, God. So as the door lowers, Eric grabs the door from underneath it trying to, it, trying to give you more of a visual it's like what's, what happens like Eric's on his back he's pushing up against the yeah. lowering door like he was doing a bench press so he's in that position like trying to keep and, it from his head yeah, yeah while Volker's holding him down Eric struggles with the door which is about to completely crush Eric but then Eric 
fucking overpowers a goddamn machine. Superhuman he, strength. Literally, yes. He literally stops the power pneumatic door like he's fucking Incredible Hulk. He's suddenly got Hulk strength. He not only stops the door from crushing him, he pushes it back up into like... Oh, yeah. Like he just, insane. he reverses it. He, he reverses, reverses it. a trash compactor. What's that song? Slap it down, pick up and reverse it or something like that? <laughs> yeah, pick it and reverse it. Little yeah. Missy Elliott. Yeah, there you go. Um, Oh my god! So, are you, are you, this would be fucking seriously. Impossible. What does this guy bench press? Like, what? how much does he bench? Like, <laughs> I need to get on his weightlifting tree. His, his bench press is way more impressive than his curl. Apparently, he, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> he only curls <laughs> like 10, ten, but he can bench press like a thousand. <laughs> he can fight fifty BTUs. <laughs> So, what is happening? <laughs> I wrote in my notes, superhuman strength from lifting weights. Marshall is going to have a field day with this shit. It's too much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I did. What? So now he's pushed the, the compactor door up. He then like grabs Volker's arm and like m- flips him over, I, that, like rolls uh, over, and like it's suddenly now Volker's on the bottom. Eric's on switcheroo. top. Yeah. Eric is holding Volker down as the door starts coming back down again. Volker's <laughs> frantically flailing his arms trying to hit the stop button, but he can't hit it. He can't reach it. Volker did not eat his. Spinach. He did not have his Flintstone <laughs> vitamins or something, man. He did not have spinach. Uh, the spinach too, yeah. Uh, the compactor door comes down, crushing Volcar's neck. Uh, and then when the door raises, it goes up real slow. Actually. Yeah, real it's slow. Not real fast. And then when it raises back up, we see Volcar's head fall off into a pile of trash or a mannequin head. It or just kind of like <laughs> boop. It just bloop. Like yeah. real, like almost like a sausage. Like when it comes like into the link, <laughs> you know, like when it's like being made, it's like bloop. Like rolls right off. Very little blood. Zero, zero blood. fucking blood. That's a great point. There this is guy zero just blood. loses it. I swear they spent their whole budget on, explosion. on explosives <laughs> yeah. and fire because there's like so little blood. You're right. I didn't think about that. This it's like so a trickle, insane, but it's like very it like little blood. Trickles yeah. out of the body. There should be blood everywhere. Like on that, thing. that that kill would have been so much cooler if like they just would have sprayed blood Explosion out of, blood. of that mannequin <laughs> yeah. body. Like, that just would have done it. Yeah, I agree. I, 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 that is a shortcut. Yeah. I, the, with everything else in this movie, that's so fun. Crazy. I actually kind of forgot about the lack of blood because everything else is so over the top. Uh. So that's that. Volker's dead. We now cut to Peter arriving at Sluice, which is full... It was just in full-on nightclub mode again. Nightclub. Um, we find Buzz on the dance floor. Get in the club. Um, he, it bu- the appears club. like, hey, have you seen Melody? Buzz like, nope. So uh, Peter runs off again. He's like, okay, I gotta go Oh, find no, her. Peter's like, Peter says, I think I have reason to believe that Melody is in, like, really grave danger. Yeah. She's gonna, like, she's she's in big trouble. We need to find her and help her. Peter is constantly running into people and being like, where's Melody? <laughs> and they're like, we don't know. And he's like, I gotta find her. Like, that's... He's coming on so strong. If I was his friend, I'd be like, dude, this guy's coming on way this too strong. This guy is intense. He's intense. You need to be careful with him. Red flags. That is red uh, flags. Yeah. Yeah, ladies. Uh, Watch out. Um, so, meanwhile, Harv is getting ready for the big opening ceremony, which is also tonight. So, now we know it's the 4th of July. July. It's now 4th of July. July. Okay. All of a sudden. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, Harv goes over to his tuxedo jacket to get it off the coat rack. And when he takes off the jacket, he finds Volkar's head <laughs> has been stuck to the coat rack and his jacket, <laughs> the jacket placed over his head. <laughs> like, what? okay. So when, how did Eric sneak into his office and set that up? Like he would, that means Harv had been in the office. The jacket would have had been on the coat rack in the first place. Eric sneaks in somehow, picks up the coat jacket, puts the head onto the coat rack, and replaces the jacket and gets out all without Harv seeing him. And the whole time, Melody is knocked out. The whole yeah. time, Melody is Melody's like totally little, unconscious, yeah. we assume, somewhere. Assume, yeah, somewhere. But also, his reaction to seeing a fake head. <laughs> it's very or this, Not a fake head, but like this dead yeah, body. He's just head. like. Ah, yeah. Doesn't he? Does he say Jesus Christ? Or he like, might say that. You're like, oh shit! It's very tame. again. Oh shit! <laughs> it's uh, like, oh fuck! We need the man, cops. Time to get help. Not again. <laughs> just cover that back up. We're just yeah. gonna pretend we didn't see that because we got to go talk to investors. Yes, it, 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 nothing can stop the Fourth of July celebration. Um, Buzz runs up to Susie, who's dancing with some random guy, and tells her that hey, we have to go find Melody because she's in big trouble. Oh yeah, okay. And the two of them rush off and. I swear these people just live at the fucking mall. Like, they, we've never I mean, seen, like, why? Like, I grant it's the 80s, but, like, if I'm going to, like, why would you go to a mall, like, restaurant to dance on, like, a, I don't, it's not even a Friday night, because if I remember seeing Circles of Count, it's like a Monday. Fortunately, I was on a Monday, I think, this year. It's like a Monday night. Well, why are you at, I don't know. It's I don't know. Weird. They make a comment about how, like, it's a small town. They live in a small town. The nearest mall is, like, so was so 30, far it, away. It, oh yeah, it's like thirty minutes away. Yeah, thirty minutes. Yeah, not that big. Of a okay, deal. but but so it they they kind of allude to the fact that there's not a lot going on in this town, and so the mall is going to be the main place that your teenagers and all of your people and your family can go. Man, I got so, Midwood you're and a lot of, and that's how it was yeah. though. Like malls came up and it killed all those small small, business, small businesses. Midwood, and like I got I got bad news for you guys. Come about 2000, your town's going to be in big, big trouble. You're again. in trouble. You're in big trouble. Come yeah, about the year 2000. Yeah. Malls are going to, when that mall goes under. Well, what's going to happen is that a mega Walmart is about yeah. to move in. <laughs> and then they're going to become a super Walmart. And then you're screwed. Fuck Walmart. Fuck Walmart. I fucking hate Walmart. Me too. Um, so, um, <laughs> Sorry, we got off our... I will go on a Walmart. Uh, I'm trying hard not to go on a Walmart. Let's not do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's, let's, let's move on. on. Woo, um, malls. So back to the we malls. We go back. We go to Eric's. We go back to Eric's sewer layer where Melody finds herself waking up. Here we go. It's on a couch. The big reveal. She finds Eric working out. <laughs> this time he's doing. He's on a pull down machine while watching more I mean, videos of Melody. I'm sorry, but if he has strength, like we just saw him, like overcome a trash compactor, yeah. he's got to work out 24 seven. Like no, there's no rest for those muscles. No he's got to keep them going. Yep. It's like. Uh, so uh, he's she's he's watching more videos of her. She just walks up to him and is like, "Hey, hi, good to see you." <laughs> he, he stands up, looks at her for a moment, and then reaches up and takes off his half mannequin <laughs> face mask. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just almost spit out my drink because she does it. She so does. Not. She's not like oh. She got punched. The last thing she remembers is getting kidnapped and punched in the face. And she wakes up in a dark layer sewer sewer on a leather, on a beautiful leather couch. Beautiful leather couch. And she sees like pictures of herself. And then she's like, oh, this must be Eric looking. This is the first time she sees him. And she's like, oh, hey. Hey. (laughs) Hey. 
good to see you, man. It's oh, been a long time. Like, why the fuck? So he, re- he 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 takes off his half mannequin face mask for uh, the revealing his big fucked up face. And I will give the movie credit here. I think they did a solid job with his makeup effect. Like his burn. His yeah. burn. It's pretty good. It's not overdone, and it's and it's also not comically bad. And and you also like it's good done well enough that you you never see the seams of the prosthetics like you do in a lot of other movies. I think they did a pretty decent job with they, it. They yeah, they also do great camera work where they don't show it. For, soup. They don't show it in like light. In bright they, it's, light. Yeah, yeah. They, it's, it's all very. Lit. It's all very kind of shadowed in a way to where you can see it, but it's not like revealing. Yeah, and there's I the, think even that, in, the, in the even in the few shots where it is like he's straight on in the camera, it's still there's enough shadows and darkness there to kind of you see it, but you don't see any flaws. They do a really good job with that. I will give him. Mm-hmm. I give him that. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So uh, they talk. Blah blah blah. She yeah, says, "I knew you were still alive," and he's like. Uh, he, he says he'll never allow anyone to hurt her again. Blah blah blah. I'm trying to speed up this conversation because it goes on, and it's basically stuff. You know, she reaches out to touch his burnt face, but he stops her and grabs her hand. He guides her hand down to his crotch. I'm like, no. I <laughs> no. Okay. That he, is a total guy move, though. By the way, <laughs> dear God, ladies, how many times have you just been like innocently making out, and the guy is like? Holds your hand, and then the next thing you know, your hand is on a penis. I mean, <laughs> how many times? I can't count the number of times I found my hand on a penis doing that. <laughs> it it's happens. Just, it sucks. You just got to go with it, man. I you, mean, don't it, be, you don't want to be known as a prude, so you just got to go with it. It's worked out for those guys, I guess, but... <laughs> but... <laughs> Did you also notice his voice has, like, this weird, like... His synthesizer voice. to it yeah. so it's I like want to talk it, about his voice in a little it sounds bit. like he's he it sounds like the voice from like beauty and the beast like he's a bell yeah like, he's, uh, his voice uh, i haven't uh, known about this later but it is he is intense wait he talks very intensely and not just since we we're talking about is this for you penis penis um uh so anyway uh <laughs> no he guides his, her hand up to the good side of his face yeah and she touches him and Don't he's touch my bad side and uh she's like he says, I knew we'd be together here. again. Um, hearing this seems to unsettle Melody a bit. But we cut back to Buzz and Susie. Uh, they're running around the back hallways. And they get to the security office. <sighs> here we go. <laughs> here we go again. They get back. They, they peek into the security office. They see a security guard in there. So instead of telling the security guard about their missing friend who's in danger, you know, because that's his fucking job to help can, out in this situation who can and and that's a good point because they don't know any of this backstory no. they don't know they don't know that melody was attacked by this like fake security guard how is she not telling her friend like yeah. i was attacked last night by a fake security guard watch out for this guy yeah. he works at the mall yeah how do they not know that all they know <laughs> is that she's in danger but again the security guard's right there. that's his fucking job that is what he's supposed to do help out in this situation in the mall like, but he's like, oh God, mall, the security guard's there. We can't go in and tell him. So let's come up with a more <laughs> stupid, you know, elaborate dumbass plan, which involves more stupid Pauly Shore shit. <laughs> so he decides does. to start acting like a fucking child in front of a security camera. He does a very Pauly Shore-esque thing right yes, here. Yes, like, like, I fucking hate it. Anyway, it's... <laughs> he shows his he ass. Lifts, he lifts up his shirt. Starts rubbing his nipples, very like Mike Myers, awesome power stuff. That was done later, uh, and then he decides to pull down his pants and moon the camera, 
and then he waddles away with Ben over with his ass hanging out like a fucking duck. I'm the and, weasel. And like, I'm the weasel. Remember that? Whoa. Remember that movie, Son-in-Law? He's very yeah. like, <laughs> what's my buddy? Like, fuck you, Pauly Shore, you dumbass. Anyway, um, this is the first time we get to see Pauly Shore's ass, and not like the this, last. It's me, like the first, the very beginning of Pauly Shore's ass. Yeah, I think Pauly Shore. And some of this was like a precursor to Tom Green. Yes. And I fucking hated Tom Green too. Like I these guys are idiots. Why are they famous? I don't know. Because they're just idiots. Because like, they're idiots. Like, and they're a- they're willing to be idiots. Yeah. I, don't know. Like, like, I, I mean ugh. it worked for them. They have more money than me, but Yeah, I guess. <laughs> but just a t- sign of the times, I suppose. Um but that's it. So that was the whole plan. I'm gonna act like an idiot in front of a security camera. To lure out the security guard so we can sneak into the security office by ourselves. Instead of just telling the security officer our friend's missing in the mall and is in danger. Just do that. And god this, damn it. I think the security guard liked it a little bit. Because at first did. when like he pulled up his shirt and was like tweaking his nipples, the security guard like put on his glasses. He's like, like oh, what's what that? is that? What is this here? What is up with these pervy security guards? Is I know, that like man. is that like a requirement Requ- to be a mall security you guard? Be a perv. You gotta be a huge perv to work oh. here. Sorry. Man, Aaron would lose his fucking mind if the security cameras in a foot store. Oh Aaron shoe could not handle store? that. Shoe store, the Aaron oh. is oh as that would be one sticky security console, I bet oh, you. Oh, man. Yeah, I heard he came here last week. <laughs> he did. Literally. He, did. he literally, literally did. I'm still cleaning up the mess in the back God, room. God damn it. Um, so, um, so, anyway. Uh, <clears throat> okay, that's just some more security guard rant. That's, I'm skipping through my notes. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, my other thing is, they, 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 I don't know why, like, Buzz and Susie's, like, afraid of security guards. Like, they've never done anything wrong. Like, why right. should they be hiding and trying to avoid security guards? Like, they've worked there. They have reasons to be like, hey, we're employed here. We need your help. Hey, help us. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's none of it makes sense. Nope. So, I mean, Susie herself could just talk to the guard, ask him for help. Um, you know, it's like, hey, can you can you use your cameras, the monitors, to look for signs of our friend? Can you help us find her on the yeah. monitors? Why didn't they use what, like, what would be wrong with that? That is that is the thing. They do not like use Susie's sexuality at all at in this all, movie, no. which I mean, whatever. Which is also and wait, fine, but, don't yeah. objectify the women. But she is by far the hottest girl in this movie, and she could easily have done like right. the flirtation. Why did hey. we have to see Polly Shore's ass? Why yeah, why can't we, we see why her, her ass? ass? I want to like, see her ass. Not, you know why? Because she's not an idiot like Polly Shore. That's true. She's she was not like, a I refuse idiot. to show my ass on screen. Not not in this <laughs> not in this scenario. This is dumb. Um, so anyway, uh, so the guard leaves to go find Polly Shore, which I don't understand why. Like, if he's a guard, he should know. Where, he's like, Maybe oh, he we're on it. camera in the hallway. He should have gone right to him, but instead he goes, like, the opposite direction. Um, so Polly and Susie sneak into the uh, security mon- the security office where they use the monitors to find a scammer on the camera camera. And then they eventually find Melody's keychain. On a floor next mm-hmm. to a crack, like an open vent. So like, oh, there, that's our keychain. We gotta go there. To so, an open vent. We'll yeah. come back to that. Yeah. Uh, back to Eric and Melody. He tells her more about his lair and shows off an entire wardrobe filled with fancy dresses that he stole for her. Eric wants one, wants her to put one of them on, but he's like, I can't do that. Eric gets that's upset. That's very Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it is. Like that is. That's, yeah. Yeah, very. Uh, Eric gets upset yelling, it's him, isn't it? Then brings up a vow they took when they were younger about uh-huh. how they would never, how they would always be together. You said this. And Mo's like, well, things change. It's <laughs> yeah. not, you know, and Eric in a rage. <laughs> things change. You're a weird basement dweller now. And you like kind of kill people. 
Also, in this dialogue, Eric talks about how the place that they're at is his special place. Like, yeah. I told you, I had a special place below my house where, like, I would work out and, like, hang out. Remember that? <laughs> Ladies, <laughs> do not ever date a man that alludes to the fact that he has a special place in his basement because you will get tied up down there eventually. And you'll be asked to put lotion on your skin. Yes. Don't. That's red flag right there. I had this special place. Remember, I told you I have a special place. This is it. Which is weird because I forgot, like, if this was his house. Does he have catacombs under his basement? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So the house had, like, a sewer catacomb underneath his house? Like, what the fuck? This that isn't means his he house. was a creeper before that. Yeah, so he was a creeper way Maybe before Maybe the this. fire was a good thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> saved Melody's Maybe life. <laughs> Maybe it was. Um, so Eric goes in a rage. Changed. Uh, she's like, yeah, she says, things have changed. And Eric goes into a rage and just charges out of the room and into the tunnels and into the air ducts. He's like, and just runs off. Well, because doesn't he say, like, it's him, isn't it? It's yeah. him. And he points to, like, the video, uh, like, a video of Peter. Something like that. Something like that. But, but he, like, definitely is, like, So, I suppose Peter. we could say that they've hit the point of no return. <gasps> what? That was a good one. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Very few people will get that, but that's for our sophisticated theater people out there. Um, Meanwhile, the big opening uh, ceremony is underway. Buzz and Susie find the vent where Melody dropped her keys and they crawl into the ducts themselves. Yeah, here's the thing. She didn't go into the vent. Like, they were like, the keys were dropped there, and then the guy, then... Volker like drug her away off right. to the dock. What yeah, remember? The, the so like, why is that vent open? Because they're like, oh, she must have gone down That's there. A the great vent point. is I can, open. I completely overlooked it. That's a great point. She was never taken she into didn't that go vent. Into that vent unless Eric, Eric was backtracked and went in that way and never. Trap? But yeah, that. But he had to go up to the office to lay the head in yeah. the thing. And, yeah, like, there's nothing that makes sense about this. No, it doesn't make sense. You're right. That's uh, a great point. Teleportation. Yep, teleportation. Okay. Anyway, they do decide to go into the ventilation system. That's what they. That's what. That they're is what they do. do. Um, where was it? Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, Eric drops down into a sporting goods slash electrical supply store. It's a weird combo. I don't know. It has there's tents mm-hmm. and then there's sleeping bags on display, like t- sleeping bags hanging on a wall. But then there's also signs for and racks of like electrical equipment. So I have no idea what the sport this store is supposed to be. Is that the store that he broke into originally? I think like, so. Are they trying to allude to that? Yeah, like, I think so. But so Peter then, who's standing like outside, spots Eric in there through the window while Harv and the mayor mingle with uh, party goers. Um, by the way, uh, Mayor Morgan Fairchild yes. is now wearing like the a glamorous blue sequins yes. dress, and her boobs are like pushed up to her chin. Mm-hmm. She looks exactly like her character from Dallas. I mean, again, she continues to play the ex- typecast, the rich, sophisticated. Yeah. She looked great. She, for, I mean, uh, again, sign of the times, but she looked great in that like, that's I like, mean... It's a very dated dress, but man, she she was. She is she is like she was wearing a time icon. That dress. Yeah. yeah, that oh, dress man. is not wearing her. She was she wearing, was wearing it, it, and she was wearing it well. You can tell um, I like Morgan Fairchild. Uh, so we're uh, <laughs> uh, party goers. So Eric goes back to his bomb and triggers it <laughs> oh, with God. a thirty-one minute countdown, which is an odd choice. Like who he bothers, needs that extra minute? Yeah, it kind of bothers me. Like why? Who says it for an odd number? Like thirty? Yes. Twenty-five? Yes. Twenty? Sure. 30, yeah, but 31? That's so weird and odd. <laughs> so specific. 
Um, <laughs> I don't know. Weird. He's been living in a basement for yeah. a really long time. We don't. Buzz and Su- Susie make their way through the labyrinth-like ductwork, <clears throat> while Peter also enters the air ducts from a different direct from somewhere else. Somehow, so Eric, now they're all in yeah. the air. Which, but somehow, Eric sees him. But this is also a little Phantom of the Opera esque because remember, in Phantom of the Opera, they they're now like once the Phantom kidnaps Christine, mm-hmm. yep. they have all these different groups of people going down into the catacombs. Yeah, to uh, find... yeah. What's her best friend? The daughter of like the the theater matron. Uh, I, I should know. I can't remember the names, but she was one of them. Get Christine's best friend. Raul goes, Raul down. goes down. Then they also then they have, have like, like a whole like like mob. Yeah, like there's the a mob, mob that, that goes, goes down. down. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, that that I think is supposed to be a, a, this. Yeah. I, oh, hundred percent. Yeah. That's supposed yeah. to be this. Um, so uh, like I said, but Eric somehow sees Peter enter and kind of leads <laughs> Eric uh, leads Peter to a trap of kind of like banging on By the air knocking. Duck. Like knock 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 knock, and Peter follows it. Um, Peter falls through a grate and, and then ends up in like a pit-like area, which is also very fan of the opera because mm-hmm. Raul falls through a classical staircase into a trap. Yeah. Um, and actually, you want to know, a little side right here just for a bit of information. If you ever read the book that the musical is based off, which is amazing if you get your hands on actually, my parents Really? My parents uh, got me a copy of the, fam- the original Family Opera book, which is fucking in- incredible read. Oh, I'd like, love to read that. It's actually based on like true events that happened because uh, there's like newspaper articles at the beginning like written down like f- by a, a reporter right. like in Italy or something where, we're gonna get together, on, we're gonna get together really on that I wanna read but that but they talk they go in way more detail about these traps that were set underneath there and um, it's really cool it's really cool so it's very similar to the family where they fall he falls through a great into like a pit cool. and kind of a trap area um, so did, where were they he fell into the he fell into the pit Okay, so he right falls there. into the pit uh, and ends up like where he sees Peter sees the dead bodies of the repair guy <laughs> and Volker's headless corpse being nibbled on by rats. Uh, or I thought that was I thought it was the uh, I thought it was Justin. No. Oh. No. Because okay. the first guy we see is in is in the brown overalls and then the other guy is missing the head, so it has to be Volker okay. in, the, in the brown jacket. I mean, it's not really that scary. It's There's not, just some it's rats. Just, they put some rats in there. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's just there. Um, then <clears throat> Eric literally drops back in on Melody. Literally, again, drops down yeah, he from drops the ceiling, down. drops down, and yells at her that like, she's not going anywhere. She tells him that she doesn't belong here, that she can't stay here. Eric refuses to believe this. He tells her that. You will stay that, here. Like, up there, you, you have no life, that your life is down here now. She slaps him. Eric tells Ooh. her that after he destroys what's up there, they can be together forever down here. This scene goes on for a bit longer, mm-hmm. but you get the point. Then we're going back to Peter creeping around in the tunnels. Another great, this time above him, crashes open, and the fucking King Cobra falls down in front of him at his feet. The lion snake is alive <laughs> and, is- and thriving because he ate that big penis. And he was like, man, now I've got superpowers. <laughs> Holy so, shit. That snake is just feeding on dicks and rats. Like, what a life. What a life for this guy. Dicks and rats. <laughs> so, but, but it's very anti-suspenseful because Peter just yeah, kind of like, not. slowly just kinda like scoots, walks around. Kind of scoots by him like, oh, sorry, yep. excuse me, pardon me. Yep. And just heads me, off for another me. tunnel. But, uh, <laughs> but, but, um, it, it, from one of the tunnels, but another gate, great, comes slamming down, slamming uh, off the tunnel. It's like, oh shit, he's still trapped in the snake. 
Nope. He just turns around and goes down the next he tunnel and leaves. He just goes out. It's <laughs> fine. It's so It's fine. It's, fine. it's, it's like, so... Right. It's like, oh, suspense? Oh, no. No, he yeah. just leaves. Yeah, okay. We go back to Eric <laughs> and Melody. Uh, they hear some loud banging. Eric puts his mask and hat back on right as Peter bursts into oh. the room. Peter charges Eric, but Eric just tosses Peter to the floor. Mm. We get another fight scene filled with more of Eric's kung fu. Oh, my God. He's, he, he's catching Peter's punches midair, then doing spinning back kicks. He punches the TV. Uh, he, then he, he delivers, like, drop kicks while hanging off overhead beams. Yeah. It's incredible. He throws Peter <laughs> around, crashing through lamps and crashing through TVs. And all this causes sparks to fly, of which catch course. the sofa and other oh, furniture on fire. How ironic. Um... Your special place is in flames. Yep. What? Again, like I said, it's pretty awesome, but uh, the problem with this scene is, is for me, it, it, again, it, like I said, it's so, it's so fucking dark. It's dark. It, it, you can really have a hard time seeing what's going on. If they, yeah. Just a little more light would be great. Um, they continue the fight as the fire spreads around the lair. Uh, well, I should say Peter continues to get his ass kicked yeah. while the fire spreads. Eventually, Melody has to interfere, begging <laughs> Eric to stop because she loves She's him. She's like, I love him. Okay. You Which is went... also very Phantom-y. Because it Phantom, is. Because Phantom is taking it up to Ra- Raul and Ra- has Raul like, in the news. Like, keep your hand to the level of your eye. Then yeah. you got in the news and he's going to kill Raul. And Chrissy's like, no, I, I'll, I'll She stop. stops it. Yeah. She's, but I found it really um, kind of crazy that she did that. Because first off, she was like, oh, Peter's really cute. And then she's like... Oh, now I'm going to have a sexy dream about Peter. And now she loves Peter? Oh, yeah. I'm in love yeah, with Peter? I thought the same. Also, thank you. I don't know that I would tell my scary, murderous Boyfriend. ex-boyfriend <laughs> yeah. that I was in love with someone else. Ladies, that's a time to lie. It's mm-hmm. okay to lie in the situation. Like, find those candle It's not like Peter knows. It's not like they've been dating. Like, he's like, what the fuck? Peter bitch? doesn't even know. Doesn't like, we know. haven't even had a first kiss, bitch. Yeah. Like, what? I thought the same thing. Like, it's awful. You love me? Oh. For her to go from, my boyfriend was murdered, died in a horrendous fire, to, oh, my boyfriend's alive. I met a photographer who's kind of cute. We talked. To now all of a sudden, I love him over the course of, like, again, we have no idea how much time it actually passed, but. Ed thought that was really stretched too. Like, Again, I would not tell the super psycho who's really, really jealous about you. <laughs> super jealousy. Yeah. Uh, that like <laughs> I love him. Point. Like that's gonna fix it. It's not gonna fix it. Yeah. Sorry. Um, it's a bad so, instinct. There. Um. So Eric does. He stops. He releases Peter. Turns the melody. That's when Peter cheap shots Eric. Aww, that's the only way he was gonna win. <laughs> that's the only way. <laughs> then throws him face first through a coffee table, seemingly knocking Eric out cold. <laughs> Melody looks around in a panic saying that the fire's blocking all the exits. How are we going to get out of what here? And we just jump back to the party up top. Harv and the mayor are giving a speech to the wealthy people. Um, funny thing I noticed is that Harv and mayor, they're both holding mics. Morgan Fairchild is talking mm-hmm. to her microphone. But Harv, he's just waving his microphone <laughs> around like he's talking <laughs> with his hands. And now we're speaking into the mic. Stupid little thing, but I noticed this. I'm like, why is he even holding it? That's because you're an audiovisual guy. And so, like, you understand, like, when, you, when you're sitting in the back and you watch the person, like, with the mic, like, way up here, yeah. you're like, stop it. You so, understand. And then we go right back to Peter and Melody, who apparently had absolutely zero problem finding a way out of the oh, fiery wait, lair where all, out. The, all the exits were blocked. And they totally leave Eric. They, like, yeah, they totally leave him. him in there. They're like, ah, he's yep. fine. Um, 
So now they're just walking through the tunnels. They turn a corner, <laughs> run into the King Cobra again. They turn around, there's the Cobra again. Again, See, Peter looks at it like, eh, and just walks around it. So the King do. Cobra at this point might as well just she, be a fucking annoying little Chihuahua dog or a fucking teddy bear. There's kinda, zero suspense <laughs> in this Cobra. Anymore. She kind of like, ah, yeah. like when she sees it, she kind of like shrieks a little. Like, but I eh. was like, Okay, like he can't warn her. Like, hey, by the way, there's some dead bodies in here. Oh, and a king cobra. Get off of the king cobra. Watch out for that king cobra. What the? Eric comes to, rushes out of his lair as Peter and Melody run into Blitz and Susie. Um, We cut to all four of them back in the mall. Buzz and Susie break off to go warn everybody while Melody and Peter go talk to the mayor and tell her about the bomb. The mayor <laughs> then pulls out a fucking gun from her clutch and tells him that she can't let them wreck this nice party. She tells him to turn around and go back from where they came from. This is ultimate what? Dallas. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, we're watching a scene from Dallas right now. All the way down to the pearl-handled um, 22 that she's got in her yeah. purse. Like, she pulled out. It, it was pearl. It was beautiful. Was this? Was this, that the whole thing, like, who shot Johnny or who shot whatever was up the Dallas thing? Yeah, that was the whole thing. Like, yeah. 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 Um, so it I was guess, so, so yeah, great. Just, just she pulled mayor, it out of her purse. Morgan Fairchild shot whoever that was. I don't I know. I love it. Um, it was her. So Buzz and Susie now decide to steal the display motorcycle that's in the mall that's equipped with a sidecar. This was a Honda. This was like a a 1980s Honda Goldwing. Yes. Uh. Susie hops in the sidecar and Buzz drives off. So, yeah. (laughs) Now we have them driving through a mall on a motorcycle. Do you remember, (laughs) Another kid fantasy. Have you ever been? Yes. (laughs) Or it's like in those mall cars and just in the mall just want to start driving around Yes. (laughs) Do you remember going to the mall and there being like... Cars. There's always a car. Yeah, display cars. Enter your name here. Enter your name and win this car. And I always, as a kid, was like, how the hell did they get that in here? How did they get that car in the mall? How did they get it in here? Like, did they drive through Sears? Like, where, how did they get the thing in here? <laughs> like, I thought the same thing. <laughs> through Sears. Oh, R.I.P. Sears. R.I.P. Sears. Um, so, cut to Peter and Melody still being held at gunpoint by the mayor, but only now they're in Harv's office. Yes. Yeah, she-, <laughs> she says that Harv was supposed to take care of this earlier today, but he botched it. Oh. So now she goes into her Bond villain monologue where she explains her evil plans. She tells them that she's, the, she's a major stockholder in this mall. Which means major profits for her. So uh, this sh- is her ticket out of town. And she admits she was the one who covered up the arson. Uh, okay. But so if she covered up the arson, then she could have covered up the empty coffin and all that shit, right? She could have paid off the coroner. Te- she, she could have paid yeah. off all the people. She's the mayor. Yeah. Well, she can well, do whatever she yeah. wants. Yep. Yeah. Um, She's got a pearl-handed pistol. So... Peter tries again to tell her about the bomb, but she's like, I don't bomb. Really, please, I don't believe that. She was like, that's a little steep. Yeah. Like and that. that's when Eric again comes dropping down Where through did the he come from? like Batman again. Where did he come from? He lands on Harv's desk in like oh, his God. superhero pose, leaps down, goes very for Spider-Man. the- Goes, yeah, very Spider-Man. Goes for the mayor, but stops just long enough to punch Peter in the face, <laughs> which made me laugh. <laughs> I didn't forget about you, Dick. Dick, Dick bam! <laughs> then he goes back to the mayor. <laughs> Eric grabs the mayor by the neck, then oh, fucking picks her God. up, lifts her up over his head like the ultimate warrior yep, doing uh, his yep. gorilla press slam. Yes. 
then with her still raised above his head, carries her over to the window, launches the mayor launches out the out. second or probably third story glass uh. window. The mayor plummets to the mall floor below where she crashes through with some display tables and gets impaled through the chest like a glowing spiky decoration thingy. Which ironically is the thing that they're trying to sell to the shareholders at this party. So like all the fancy folks are all down around and like she just lands in the midst of their party. Right between her tits. Like you see like the point like come right out of her chest. Yeah. Um, The crowd all scream. Then someone shouts out, look up there! And it cuts to Melody uh, now, making her way across the rafters. Why? What? Why didn't she... Do- when- <laughs> sorry, sorry. But when Eric when Eric picks that bitch up over his head, why yes. didn't she grab Eric and be like, see ya! And like, get and out the door. Peter, yeah. Go out the door. The Go- door. That's exactly what I thought. Why? Also... I think, yeah, he picks, he's so occupied with the, with the mayor, picking up over his head, throwing out the one. One, the, he, You were going to fix her. You, you were going to save you it. You could pick up the mayor's gun that she dropped on the floor. That's right. And then if you had to do that, you could run out the door. Why the fuck? Okay, think about this then. Okay, here's another thing. So, <laughs> so he's by the window because he just threw the mayor out. Right. So that means she would had to run. Why did she push him out of the- she, Yes, she pushed him out of the way. Excuse me, I'm going to go on these rafters now. She would have had Pardon. to run past Eric to get to the window to get onto the rafters. Pardon me, I need to get out here so we can do this chase scene. You know why? Because we wouldn't have gotten that sweet panty shot. Without this, without this next scene, because we could totally—that's really what this whole thing was about. I think was just like seeing up her skirt from the below, from the the shot. So Uh, yeah, so Melody's on the rafters, and Eric is like chasing after her on the rafters. She has had a day. Damn. There's a shot of the bomb with the timer. Now it says down to eight minutes and eighteen seconds. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Uh, then we jump to Buzz and Susie back in the security office. Buzz gets on the intercom and tells everyone in the mall, tells everyone, like, the mall must be evacuated because there's a bomb. Please evacuate the mall in a common orderly fashion, blah, blah, blah. The crowd goes into a panic. Chaos breaks out. <laughs> the crowd's running all this way and that. Everybody's going crazy. Back to the rafters. Eric has closed in on Melody. She loses her grip and falls, but catches herself on the big 4th of July celebration banner, which starts to rip. Again, I gotta give credit to the stunt people here because the stunt woman hanging from this banner with no yeah. safety cables, at least none of that are visible. She's just fucking up there hanging out this banner like three stories up. Yeah, um, for real. The stunt people in this movie really did it. They were really it. on it. Uh, Peter pushes, Peter just rushes up uh, <laughs> like, and he's able to like, reach out a hand and Melody's like able to grab He pulls her to safety. Down below, Big Ken Forey shows up with Harv Pulls out his gun and starts oh, shooting at Eric. God. And the car's like, kill him! But they're obvious, but it's like not actual real, like it's the most unbelievable shots ever. Yeah. Like it's just a sound effect. It's yes. like you see him holding the pistol, holding the pistol and like pointing it. And then, and then you he, just hear go bang, bang. Pew, pew. <laughs> yeah. Horror's like, kill that son of a bitch. And then Harv runs off. He leaves. He takes off. Before he shoots at Eric sometimes. He's trying to keep people at the party. He's like, yeah, this, is just a, exactly. this is just a publicity stunt. <laughs> Ignore the dead mayor. Ignore the dead mayor <laughs> and the gunshot. She's fine. Um, before he shoots some more at Eric, but keeps missing. Um, but then on like the fourth shot, he he shoots and he hits Eric in the <laughs> arm. Blood packet. Blood packet. 
Um, the bomb it now is also down to a minute thirty. So we've yeah. got in, so we've got uh, seven one minutes. Minute. One minute thirty seconds. Um, so which is kind of fucked up. <laughs> There's no way it was a minute thirty. Um, uh, Eric spots Harv walking around as he's like making his way out. Shoots out Posner. Then like a fucking action hero or Spider-Man grabs oh. the banner. Uses it to swing down across do, the do, mall, do, do, like do. fucking again Batman, or very actually maybe very Indiana Jones. It too. was very, very Indiana Indiana Jones. Very Indiana thing. Yeah. But Eric swings all the way to Posner <laughs> on this ripping banner. Eric lets go of the banner and flying tackles hard through the glass window of the same sporting goods home repair store yep. we saw earlier. Eric picks up Harv, shows him his face. Yelling, look what you did to me! And damn, the intensity on Eric is so impressive. Like, this guy would have had made a great lead singer for one of like, the old hardcore bands <laughs> we used to like back in the day. His voice very much reminded me of E-Town Concrete's Anthony Martini. That oh. guy's voice was intense and incredible. I loved E-Town. Anyway, that's a different rant. Harvey starts begging for it and pleading and trying to buy his way out of the situation. But, of course, Eric isn't having it. But his acting does not match his, does not match Eric's intensity. No. Right? Eric's he's just like, like, Eric turned up to, like, money. 11. Yes. And Harvey's, like, Let's turn it up to 11. <laughs> this one goes like, to 11. Like, uh, hey, man, I, uh, I got do some this. money. Yeah, like, it's cool. Eric, and he knows exactly who he is. He's like, Eric, Eric. He's, like, trying to talk to him all, like, calm. And yeah. it just, it... It, like you said, he turns it up to 11, and then, like, Posner's energy is kind of like, like, yeah. brings it down. Um, so, at, at one point, Harry's like, he's like, um, he's like, hey, come on, come on, don't do this. I, I'll, I'll tell you about what I'll, I'll eat my words. I'll eat my words. So, of course, Eric counters saying, eat this. Mm-hmm. And holy fuck, guys, you will never guess what happens next. Keep in mind, they're supposed to be in a sporting goods store. Sporting goods, like with baseball bats. Baseball bats, and... well, apparently crossbows. I'll, I'll give them the crossbow Some hunting. Crossbows, sure, yeah, hunting. I'll give that one. Eric picks up a motherfucking flamethrower no. that just so happens to be sitting on a shelf. <laughs> Are you kidding me? A fucking flamethrower? What kind of store or mall sells goddamn flamethrowers? And more so that they have them like. Do you think if they did have this, it would be behind the counter, locked up in a case for like, not just sitting on a shelf and not just sitting on a shelf, but fully fueled with like gas ready oh, to go. It was ready to go. It was like, yeah. Eric pulls the trigger, <laughs> sets Harvey ablaze, and it gets even better because Harv then falls backward into the shelves of fucking propane tanks, uh-huh. which were set ne- right next to the flamethrower shelves. How convenient. <laughs> <laughs> Who set up what? that display? This is a that terrible needs layout. needs to be fired. <laughs> Which, of course, sets up a massive explosion. Uh, so we're at like explosion number three or four now. Oh, it's at least four. Peter so and Melody, who are on the floor below, like on the first floor, look up at the Rough House. That's the name of the store. That's the name the of the Rough, Rough House, House. Which, again, completely sounds uh, sporting goods. Yeah, right, so exactly. So why they have flamethrowers and propane, I don't know. Um, so... The, the rough <laughs> house what... explodes. <laughs> Running out from the flames comes a screaming Eric, 
fully engulfed full in fire. Full body burn. Yes, full body full burn. Full body burn. Eric takes a leaping headfirst swan oh. dive over the railing as the fucking roughhouse explodes a Second time. Second time. It explodes not once, but twice. Well, I mean, that makes sense. They are housing so, so many, <laughs> so many explosive materials. I guess that's where he got his C4 it's from. It's fine. It's in there. It's fine. Up drives Buzz and Susie on the motorcycle. Melody hops in the sidecar. Susie, Peter gets on the back behind Buzz. They all drive away <laughs> as the bomb ticks down from 17 seconds. And it's a lot of like back and forth editing between yeah. like them driving out the, the bomb. bomb them, them driving out the bomb so now it's like an episode of like MacGyver yo oh, absolutely like, or the A-Team oh, absolutely <laughs> any 80's action TV show oh my god <laughs> we cut to the parking lot um, where the last of the party goers are fleeing the mall as our main four come racing out the doors on the motorcycle. The bomb <laughs> ticks down to zero, and the mall now, of course, fucking explodes <laughs> in a massive, like, napalm nuclear bomb explosion. They, like, pull over and look back. There's, <laughs> like, and fireworks, the, like, ooh. I, the whole front of the mall just, <laughs> like, explodes. goes down. <laughs> We, we cut to the police and news reporters on the scene. Oh, by the way, Polly Shore's reaction to this is, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. Buddy. Uh, uh, so, yeah. So, we cut to now. Police and news reporters have arrived on the scene. We pan over to Melody and Peter. Melody says, looks like Eric got what he wanted. To which Peter <laughs> says, I got better than that. I got you. And they start oh, kissing. Oh, done, done, done. Lame ass line, but that whatever. Was Peter's plan yep. all along. Peter Mastermind. He was the one who actually paid the mayor to pay off the arson because he. This was his plan. He played the long game. I gotta kill Eric in a fire, but he's gonna come back, and I'm gonna be the one who comes and saves. This was Peter's plan all along. Oh, again, ladies, Peter. watch out! <laughs> watch out! Tougher Peter. Um. So the camera then pans up and, ac- up and across and fades to the destroyed mall in a pile of rubble. It pans over the rubble to show us Eric's body half buried in the rubble and debris. The camera zooms in on Eric's blackened and charred oh, face God. where it lingers for a while. Yeah. And I fully expected like Eric's eyeballs. eyes to open. Yes, I expected I, eyeballs. I mean, if this lingers that long, you yes. fully expect it, but it doesn't. It's just no. blackout. Done. Roll credits. Roll credits. That's Phantom of the Mall. Woo! What a crazy ride! Holy crap! It really was. All right, let's move on to Oz and. Or I'm sorry, favorite kill first. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. So, all right. So, I'll always guess for the ladies first here. We favorite kills here. What we got for you? Okay, favorite kills. This was kind of hard because these kills, some of them. You couldn't really see very well, and some of them were, like, kind of anticlimactic. Like, they had great potential, but they were kind of anticlimactic because there wasn't a lot of blood spray. There wasn't, like, exploding heads. There wasn't, you know, a lot of that kind of thing. So, at first, I would have said, well, okay, I'm going to say runner-up is going to be a security guard, pervy security guard, uh, just because that got, like, impaled by the forklift. Um, forklift. And then, and then his, his eyeball got electrocuted out of the socket because we were able to talk. That just, like, came back in the most ridiculous manner, and, and I thought it was great karma for that guy. But honestly, the best kill, oh, man, 
I don't know, Morgan Fairchild, you would think that has a good <laughs> that has a good argument for a favorite kill because it's Morgan Fairchild and she got like impaled through her perfect boobs. Um favorite kill. RIP <laughs> Morgan Fairchild. Um I would say favorite kill is going to be Cobra to the Dick. All because right. <laughs> because seriously because like learning that that's never happened before. That was so fucking random. Yes. It was so <laughs> And the fact that the snake, like the snake, like ro- the the sound effect that they chose for the scary ass snake, and then the, I, I just I loved that so much. And the fact that like the rapist got it in the dick, and then the snake was fed. I I think that's my favorite kill. That's um, yeah, <laughs> that's I'm so stupid. I, there's so much. First of all, I gotta say I was pissed that Polly Shore didn't die. They kill right? off American Fortune, but right. Polly Shore's dumbass lives. Oh, God, why shouldn't he have died? He they needed have, to die. That's sh- they should have done like a cool death for him, like in the security room, right? Or death by yogurt. Yeah, like he, and they, they, they should, he should death by yogurt machine or something, and then like have his fingers or part of his body end up in. The yogurt tub, because that's the thing they keep playing off that all movie. They really missed an opportunity I, there. I just wanted to, him to kill die. to kill Polly Shore. I would have yeah. loved that. Yeah. Um, have we ever seen Polly Shore die in a movie? Because I have not. Be... Damn it. Um, my favorite kill. I guess, God, that's so all the kills so are so over the top and crazy for the most part. Morgan Fairchild <laughs> is incredible. Harvey, <laughs> a flamethrower. Are you kidding me? The oh my God! Volker's head in the trash compactor after a crazy kung fu fight. Are it's you kidding me? It's a lot of irony. But it's, <laughs> it's insane. But I think again, I, I think I'm going Cobra bite to the dick. <laughs> it's a first. It's so. It's the shortest it's one. The it's the virgin happy. kill. But yeah, it's like I'm, a Cob- King Cobra comes up out of a toilet and bites a man in the dick while taking a shit. Like this is insane! I've never seen it happen. I gotta go Cobra biting the dick. <laughs> I mean, and that guy, that piano player, the piano man, piano he had man, some serious. Yeah. He had some serious moxie. He like tried to rape a chick the night before. Got impaled by a, an arrow. An arrow. Yeah, shoots by a crossbow. Gets he, shot by a crossbow. Yeah, he didn't like dress the wound at all. Nope. He played his entire shift, yep. and then like <laughs> got his dick eaten off by a. <laughs> A roaring king cobra, some, like before the cobra bite, he has some real balls. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that takes a lot of balls. Like, you know what? I just had a lot of balls. In this small parking lot the night before, I'm going back to work. Even, I know, right? Fuck this arrow wound in my shoulder. Everyone is having some subliminal message in them. Maybe that's why they can't stay out of the mall. Maybe. They're be returning to the. It's I all must, Morgan Fairchild's fault. I must return to the mall. <laughs> Get my dick eaten off. By a snake. Uh, so yeah, that was good. <laughs> yeah, cobra bite to the dick. That's what I'm going with. <laughs> we, we we both agree. We came with the same one that. Let's move on to the odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. All right, ratings. IMDb gives it a 5.1 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. There is no official thermometer score, oh. but it has a 36 percent audience score on uh, Amazon. Four and a half out of five. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> Plocky words. I did look these up. There were 75. Wow. Unfortunately, none of them were really anything spectacular. The only yeah. odd one is like, guest jeans was a plucky word. Ooh. I was like, oh, okay, guest jeans. I mean, that makes but sense. But looking back, I'm like, I don't remember guest jeans. Nobody was wearing guest jeans. Being predominantly featured in this no. movie. But I was disappointed that there were no bra and panty lo- Our panty lovers weren't there. 
And there's yeah. a whole scene of girls changing in a dressing room in bra and underwear. Yeah. And then a quick upskirt shot of, of Melody hanging off the rafters. Not a single panty lover put their input on this. Yeah, panty lover. I was disappointed. Disappointed. What about satin sheets? Satin sheets. <laughs> I don't remember that, but Saxon. I mean, there was a lot of basic ones. Like, Ooh. there's nothing spectacular. Come on, um, internet. Come trivia. on. Trivia. I found nothing. Wor- there was a few things, but none of them were worth mentioning. So I did like they were kind of stupid. They okay. are really lame. Um, but so I figured, you know what? Let's check out some of the taglines for this movie because oh. they had four different oh. taglines, and some <laughs> of them are fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Um, the first one really doesn't make any sense. It's really, really dumb. First tagline is, be nice to Eric or uh-huh. Eric won't be nice to you. <laughs> that was a tagline? That is a tagline. That's line. terrible. That is pretty bad. Um, there was a nightmare at the mall. Eric the Phantom struck. That was another tagline. That's bad. This one is actually the best, probably the best one. At Midwood Mall, prices aren't the only thing being slashed. That's the best tagline for it. That's probably the best. Yeah. And shopping will never be the same again. Those are the four taglines for this movie. Not uh, good. <laughs> again, I kind of it's kind of lukewarm, guys. Come on. Yep. Um, I don't know if you found anything. I know you like to do some of your own little uh, looking into it. I don't know if you came up with anything. The only one I wrote down was the uh, "Be nice to Eric" or "Eric won't be nice to you." I did. I did find out that they like the different mall locations because I was I didn't know if we were going to do the uh, budget game so I was trying to like <laughs> figure out how many locations they actually filmed in um, and they did film in actual malls yeah like, I mean they and Sam Goody's like yeah. Sam they thank that Sam Goody's I really would like to know if the final credit song was actually written for Heart of Darkness yeah for the <laughs> yeah or not Heart was. of Darkness but they there was a Oh, there was a different. There song. was yeah. a song at the end called like "Phantom of the Mall" yes. or something like. Oh God! Why did I not song at the very that? end? I, you're like, yeah, I'm you're so falling busy. off on I've your been musical. So busy, like, but you know what? <laughs> I, I think what I'm going to do is after we record, I'm going to go back. I will There's get Phantom, "Phantom of the Mall" the and I will mall. I will attach it to the end of this episode. Or oh, I could just amazing. stop this right now, go get this song and plug it in before we before we log off. I could do that if you're willing to wait. I will wait. Alright, well we're gonna take a quick break here while I go make another sound bite. So I'll be right back. You're welcome. <laughs> And we're back. All right. Uh, so yes. took a little. Our, our break went a little longer. Not that you guys have will ever know this, but or it was two realized. seconds. Nothing <laughs> two happened seconds for you. Nothing. Don't happened. worry. Our break went a little long because we just kind of went down a rabbit hole while we were on break. Um, but first of all, we'll go back to trivia because one thing we did find, I did look up while we were on, taking the break, is that this Phantom Mall was actually shot in the same mall as Chopping Mall. It was oh. the Sherman Sherman Oaks Galleria. So it all comes Slavic around. Was, so they were shot in the same mall. Uh, at least parts of it. That's, so that's hilarious. Cool. That's so cool. That is really cool. I mean, Chopping Mall was probably one of my favorite episodes ever, and that is that's just such a bonkers movie it is. too. I love so, it. yeah. So, so one, I still also has one of the best like VHS cover boxes of all time. Oh, it that, really that is. And we a bag of bloody parts and eyes. It's great. Great. Um, but no one gets chopped. No one does get chopped. That's the thing. No one actually gets chopped. Clamp, clamp. Um. One thing I do want to say, uh, so I went and we recorded the, uh, I recorded the entire credit song, which I'm going to play for you in a moment, I think, or uh, we're going to talk about it because, oh my God, is it, it's amazing. But 
One thing Sarah brought up before we went to uh, break uh, was the budget game. And we, we indeed are getting to play the budget game. So we're going to do that right now. They spent how much? The budget game. All right. Sarah, you mentioned it. Fortunate for you, I did find the budget. Oh, man. Okay. What is your guess for the budget of the 1989 Phantom of the Mall? Okay, I was really I again I went down a rabbit hole of research. This is not my first rodeo here, no, and not. so I have been unprepared on this uh, show before. So I tried to take into consideration like they went they recorded at two different mall locations. Everything's in California. They also had lots of fire, lots of fire, and explosions. lots of fire and explosions. Morgan Fairchild. <sighs> not a lot of blood and not a lot of practical effects. And of course they had to build some weird catacomb like <laughs> ventilation system. Okay, so 1989 money. I'm going to go 2 million because I think there should have been more practical effects. 2 million. Effect. All right. But Sarah's more guess 2 million dollars. Yeah. 1989. Yeah. All right. Survey said show me 2 million dollars. Uh, I'm giving the win. Budget for Phantom of the Mall. Oh, three million dollars. Oh my God. Well, you okay. get that. I'm give, You'll get that's within one million. You got. Just I'll give you that one. It's just because Aaron's not here. It's because Aaron's, Aaron's probably loses his goddamn mind right now. <laughs> 1989, three million dollars. I wonder what they paid. Morgan Fairchild, and I wonder how much they paid those stunt boobs. Like the how? stunt boobs, probably not too much. Probably I not. hope those stuntmen got a good paycheck. Cause God damn, I they mean, earned. They did. Um, okay. With that said, um, we, we we are gonna go on to Mortal Kombat comment, but I kind of oh, okay. should we? Do you want to talk about this theme song first, or should we do it after? Because I want to play the entire song for you guys, because it's fucking hilarious. It is, <laughs> it is. We have to talk about this song, but um. We'll do that then. We'll do Mortal Kombat Kombat first. Okay. But let's get that out of the way, and then we'll move on to the song. Great. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. Oh. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat Combat? All right, and Kumite is, I think, very appropriate for this movie, given back how much kung fu we had in oh it. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe right. he's just. <laughs> Just playing a lot of Mortal Kombat. Eric, down should, in the basement. Eric should have been in the blood sport. Man. I think he should have been in the Kumite. Um, so, all right. There are 219 total reviews on Amazon for mm. this. 68% are five star, with mm. only 2% being one star. So, very wow. one sided Amazon wow. combat with this one. Um, first off, from five stars, we got from B. Wasden. I remember this movie. Airing on TBS many, many years ago oh, when TBS. TBS was still awesome. Aww. But I only saw bits and pieces of it. Tonight I finally watched the whole thing and it and it a lot and I'm sorry. And it a lost slasher classic. It's really quirky and fun and has a, has a mall chasing that you have to see to believe. It's also probably the only movie in existence where Polly Shore, yes, Polly Shore, moon security cameras and actually had a nice butt. 
There's also Whoa. some nudity in a couple of hot love scenes. Great stuff and so 80s. Five stars. Making love. From Sam. Phantom of the Mall is truly a cool movie that is completely representative of the content and style of the greatest 80s horror films. The cliches are rampant, but even... But that even makes things better. The cult characters are familiar, but really fun to watch. The setting of the mall presents the shopping presents the shopping mall culture when it was at its peak. The film was a great time and not one to miss. Five stars. Carolyn Rogers writes, I love horror movies. And to me, I thought this was a good movie. Five stars. I can't yeah. get better with your friggin' great. star. Learn great. how to use stars properly. Uh, <laughs> lastly, from Becca, uh, so damn bad, but that's why we love it. If you've seen Doom Asylum and Scared Stiff, you know what to expect. Five stars. Have you seen those movies, Marshall? I have seen Doom Asylum because okay. we did it on the show. Okay. Scared Stiff, I have not seen. Uh, moving on to one stars. There are only three that were, I think, written down or that I could get. So from Kevin Lehman, you get to see Pauly Shore's butt at approximately an hour, four minutes, and nine <laughs> seconds. One star. I mean, that is... <laughs> That is a true statement. That is true. He obviously didn't appreciate the um, butt. Casey Shunshine. Rubbish. Pointless, zero-budget rubbish. Most frightening thing in this film is the shopping mall manager's wig that must be why this got an 18 rating. One star. I don't think he was wearing I, he a wig. Wearing that no, wig. Wasn't a, no, he's the most interesting man in the world. Yeah, he ain't uh, wearing a wig. He ain't wearing no wig. And Apollo Summerfield writes, Must stop <laughs> thinking 80s whore films. H-O-O-R. Whore, whore films were okay and rebind them. Pure rubbish. One star. Um... I think this is a one-sided battle, and I'm, I will save my thoughts for, for the end. But, um, Sarah, <laughs> where are you falling on this, uh, on Phantom of the Mall? Okay, so, <laughs> first. I... <laughs> <laughs> I love mall movies, and I love 80s movies, and I, again, I just, uh, this one, <laughs> I'm trying... <laughs> I'm trying not to compare this to Chopping Mall. That is that these are very separate movies yes. and you cannot yes, compare are. them. Um this movie it tried to have it all, right? So it is like the chameleon of 80s movies and it tried to pull from all this pop culture, especially the Phantom, which Phantom of the Opera which we love. It's um partially I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't like the musical Broadway didn't that come out in the 80s? The musical, years? yeah. So Phantom of the Opera was released on Broadway in 1986. Oh, yeah. So, so three yeah. years. And when if you go on to whatever streaming service and you Google, just start searching Phantom mm-hmm. of, a million things come up. So obviously the Phantom of the Opera was so wonderful yeah. that everybody wanted to kind of like get in on it. Get I mean, in so on this it. was released in which means they probably started filming like 88, 87. So like right. really after that, the. It, it was immediate, right? It was a Broadway Somebody sensation. was like, what yeah. if we... Let's yeah, do this. Yes. So it's it's like this part, stalk and slash. It's, it's kind of horror. Like, it's horror. People die. You see an eyeball. Uh, but it's also a teenage melodrama. It has times and periods where it feels a little bit soap opera-ish yeah. because of, I think, the people that were there, but also that was kind of popular at the time. Like, again... Uh, the A's was like the... Yeah, the king area of soap opera. Of soap too. opera. And, like, uh, obviously Morgan Fairchild was on a soap opera for a very long time. And that was such time. a soap opera reveal. Oh, the mayor's involved with the gun. Bum, oh, bum, that was bum. pure soap opera. Yeah. Like, who can you trust? You can't trust anyone. So it had all these things. But it also had kung fu... 
car chases, multiple <laughs> explosions, full body burns, boobs, as Marshall snake was saying, snake bites to the dick. I didn't even really think about that when I was writing these notes, but so it is trying to cash in on a lot of like rebooted popularity of Phantom, as we said. Yeah. <sighs> things that are things that I had a problem with. Um, there's not enough tension in this movie. Like you want to have more suspense. The kids can leave the movie or leave the movie. They can leave them all. Right. And they choose to come back. Nobody's trapped. There isn't that sense of incredible fear um, from the characters. So it kind of lacks in a suspense that way. And also the way some of the dialogue is, it's very um, old soap soap opera-ish where they're, they're kind of plodding along on these plot lines. However, (laughs) it is quirky and it's over the top and it's incredible eighties nostalgia. I love a good horror movie in a mall and I love the Phantom of the Opera. There need to be more horror movies in malls. <laughs> they really do. But now what are they going to do? Yeah, I mean, now now there's what no are they going to do? Now there's no malls. Maybe we could start doing horror movies in like deserted malls. Deserted malls. Yeah. Deserted. That's one place. Like they always go, hey, let's go party the old haunted asylum. How about like, hey, let's go party the old deserted mall. Deserted mall. Yeah. You've got to have some squatters or something yeah. scary there. Anyway, this movie was ridiculous and it was hilarious and it was fun to talk about. I'm going to say so bad it's good because it's not going to hurt you to watch this. Nope. There and and it, they did have a good budget. So bad it's good. Um, Take it for what you for what <laughs> for what you will. Uh I love how deep and analytic you went with that. I, I, I wrote I, I, some I serious you notes. You, 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 get, you take this shit seriously. You I get do. Involved. I love I it. Do. I do. Um, why, why listen otherwise? Yeah. Um, I 100%. I don't really need to say much other than that. I 100% agree. So bad is good. This movie has it all. Like, you will not be <laughs> bored with this movie. There's always some crazy shit going on. It's insane. I... It, Thoroughly enjoyed this. <laughs> it was a pleasure to watch. You, it was. It's really. It's not a freebie right now, but it's so cheap on Amazon. Like you can rent or buy it for like two bucks or two five bucks. bucks. Two yeah, bucks. I mean, I bought it, and I'm glad I it's, did. Don't pay for the HD version because you're not going to see anything anyway. Because yeah. there's a lot of shadow. Yeah, so just, a lot of shadow. Um, just do the two bucks. It's worth it. I will say, uh, yeah, so bad's good. I know. I don't think I need to go anymore. Sarah said it all pretty much perfectly for me. I will say though, I think. Um, Speaking of family opera stuff, I'm pretty sure Robert England did a family opera movie that was more horror. So maybe we need to do that together someday. Ooh, you, let's have do you back that. and we'll do that. Do Ooh. the actual Phantom of the Opera Robert England movie. The future. Yeah, let's we'll do, do that let's coming do up it. sometime soon, hopefully. Um, yeah, so bad's good. Now, normally here, I would say, you know, eh, blah, blah, blah. That's, you know, call off. and that's, But because we've been, this episode's going a lot longer than I thought, but fuck it. This has been great and I love it. So <laughs> b- before we. Before keep listening. We, yeah, keep listening. Because before I log off and we end this, we're going to play the uh, closing credits song. And it's called Phantom of the Mall. It's written for this movie. It's fucking hilarious. And it's purely a sign of the alien. Because there's some things they say in this movie that you would never, ever hear. No. <laughs> in a song nowadays. No. So I'm going to play it. And we're probably going to talk over it and laugh at it. But it's hilarious. So sit back and enjoy this. Otherwise, if you, Otherwise, you can just turn it off and... Come back next time. But I'm playing this song and we're going to talk about it because it needs to be heard. All right. So here we go with Phantom of the Mall. 
Hopefully that's loud enough you guys can hear it. Uh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> Oh, they didn't say the time yet. I guess it's oh, the next yeah. reverb. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Fucking love it! A retard in a hockey mask! Broken hockey mask! Are you serious? They say that in this song! A lot! <laughs> that was something that was said a lot in the early 90s and the late 80s. <laughs> I wish it would have said pipe thrower. I That's how it ends with the retard line. It's the last <laughs> line it. of the song. That's <laughs> it. You're a retard in a broken hockey mask. Again, 80s nostalgia. Oh my god, that song is amazing. I'm adding that to my friggin' playlist. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I think we're gonna play it every time Aaron's in the car with me. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Aaron. Sorry. Wow. I know this episode right along, but god damn, was it so much fun. So much to go over. I and hope you made it, guys. I hope, I hope you, made you made it. it. Yeah. Um, 
All right, no more. We're gonna, I'm ending it now. So thank you so much for sticking with us through this lengthy episode. I hope you had fun with it. I know we did. So till next time, guys, watch more horror movies. And remember to yep. always keep it tight. tight.